And we're live. Hey, folks. This is Sci-Fi Writers playing old school D&D. My name is Walt, and we seem to all be having technical difficulties today as we go live to bring you the best in tabletop has to offer. Uh, today, we have uh, Gaming Legend, who will not answer to that at all, will shake his head and then throw pizza at the screen. We have James pizza, M. Ward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi, James. Hello there. Uh smiling like an alligator who's just spotted a beaver. We have Nick Chaos Actual Cole. It's always a pleasure to follow gaming legend James M. Ward. Stop it! <laughs> and uh, playing Wilbur Aloysius Kuchenmeyer, we have PhD extraordinaire Mike Rothman. And I should emphasize the PhD. I did a lot of research in D and D, and you know, and part of that research involved trying to look up what the biggest joke in D and D was. And you know what? I found out what that biggest joke in D and D was. What's that? Fourth edition. Ooh, best joke ever. Yeah, I gotcha. It wasn't good. James, you were you were gone from the company by fourth edition, right? I did first and second, and that was it. Yeah. And what was, uh, what was the problem with 4th edition and your mentoring emeritus status? Cookie-cutting characters. There's no fun characters in 4th edition. They're all little cookie-cutters. Every person who makes a fighter makes the exact same fighter. Every person who makes an elf, a wizard, they're all the exact same, which I think is a terrible problem because one of the big deals in, in early D&D was, you know, you made your character like you. So. Yeah, okay. So Dramage is basically you. Dramage is definitely me, yes. <laughs> More's the pity for people who have to deal with him. But, yeah, I'm chaotic good and chaos you like you, buddy. But I'm on, the, I'm on the good side, buddy. You're you kind of on the wavering side. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Is there a wavering side? Uh, apparently there is. Because he's not really evil, but he's not really neutral either, so. And you mean you're referencing the character I played in Crimson Hawk, Prometheus? In affirmative. Okay, okay. You will find that Nick Cole is actually lawful good. Yeah, we're going to see that. Oh, yeah, first of all, no. <laughs> Not a chance in the world. You don't think so? <laughs> no. Okay. You'll, I'm sure you're 20 minutes away from using something poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my yep, goodness. Yep, yep. Well, uh, when we last left our intrepid heroes, initially the, uh, the crew of Pelican 6-4 Heavy was traveling through the quantum tunnel that was, being, uh, that was supposed to send them five years into the future so that they could rescue the fate of mankind. Uh, there was some sort of a mishap. They arrived in the skies. They checked their instruments once everything normalized. And guess what? They were not where they were supposed to be. Surprise! Uh, um, after an attack by winged adversaries that tore their plane to shreds, uh, they were forced to ditch. Um, uh, unbeknownst to them is the whereabouts of the two most precious pieces of cargo they had. The perpetual taco machine that makes everything for them work, as well as the rangers they brought with them. Oh, no. Saddling up with some of the locals who just so happened to speak Old Earth American English, um, they managed to get themselves uh, through a series of gauntleted challenges where they fought pirates and 
goblins and uh, uh, made their way to the mainland of what most likely for them might have been Florida. Um, over the last several days and nights, uh, the person that has been uh, helping uh, get them to their destination, uh, a man named Samir, has uh, had them acting as potential uh, security for a caravan, a trade caravan that he runs up and down the coast. Uh, you had also picked up a group of mercenaries right at the end of the session, uh, the Red Sisterhood. Uh, led by the captain uh, Taliana, who had uh, uh, over the last few days been kind of uh, talking to you here and there. And as uh, we open our story, you guys are camped out, just kind of like chilling. Uh, what are you guys doing at the moment? So we're we're basically uh, are, have we ha have we left that sort of outpost or city or what was it? Yep, yep. You're about three days later, so you figure. You're right around what would have been Georgia way back in the day, right at the base of Georgia. Wow, we're moving. Okay. So we're cleaning weapons, of course. Every morning we look to our weapons. Like a good NCO would demand, yeah, absolutely. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you guys, uh, 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 the storycaster in the chat wants to know, uh, uh, why, uh, why only three today? <laughs> um, well, if you didn't catch the bonus content from last night's game session, you would have missed out that half the party was wiped out <laughs> by pixies. No, we're having a lot of technical difficulties. JR actually had a medical appointment. Maybe that's too much information. Uh, CJ Korea had a, a computer meltdown. Jason is actually in a big-time publishing deal meeting that I should be at, but I'm all, screw that. I'm going to play D&D. &D. <laughs> all right. Yeah, Jason's, like, Jason's like, then uh, the meeting will probably go much better without you involved. Like, <laughs> you know it uh, because I cause chaos wherever I go. That's that's yep. what I do. Chaos actual. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at. They'll all be back. But like this is a great chance to make legendary game designer and author James M. Ward the star today. So he's going to be leading the party and Rock Powers is going to be fighting. So I defer to James M. Ward and he's told us. Uh, the, the Sarge just told us we got to clean weapons. So as you guys are cleaning your weapons and stuff like that, uh, there's a commotion that begins uh, toward the back of the caravan. Uh, at first you hear whispers and, and, and hear the running of uh, hurried feet. Uh, not so much panicked, but more along the lines of, uh, and, and Benny's character would know this very well. Um, hey! We got Macledog dropping five uh, tier one subs in the chat. Thank you so much for doing oh, that, man. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. That's great of you. Uh, so uh, Benny kind of gets the the feeling that uh, this is a lot of um, NCOs and stuff like that uh, shifting back and forth, talking to officers in the caravan and privates, hardly telling them information that they are demanding. So something somewhere in this caravan is going on. And when I say caravan, it's huge. It's like 20, 30 wagons long. You got horses. You got members of the Red Sisterhood. You think a, a little bit bigger than platoon strength, probably 30, 40 uh, uh, armored women, uh, mostly cavalry. Um, but yeah, something's definitely going on. Where are the uh, Red Sisterhood girls positioned in the caravan? They're all throughout. Um, they're they're riding as kind of like outriders and skirmishers uh, in the event that you guys get attacked. Um, Samir, on the last few days, has told you guys that uh, there's not a lot of uh, 
There's not a, a lot of like uh, conflicted areas where you are right now, but once you guys get deeper into the territory of the Red Lands, uh, you're go- you're going to start seeing some trouble. So they they never mind uh, when the uh, when the Red Sisterhood tags along. Uh and I think I'm down to about like one magazine full of of uh, ammo for my M18. So I've got about 17 rounds. That's about it. Does yeah. does that gun use ammo like we would have the Fight the, uh, the grunts? A gun is an artillery piece, Sarge. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, you you have uh, you have a Mark 18, I believe, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a that's a 5.56, so much longer. It's a rifle round, whereas he oh. would need pistol rounds. So we don't have any we don't have any other pistol rounds anywhere. Uh, not that you, unless you guys brought extra in a backpack somewhere. I think what I only fired other... one shot, though. So I'm, I'm... I, d- I emptied a mag on no kills whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. What about Jason's pistol? <laughs> well, he's, uh, hey, 67 Indian dropping a couple of uh, tier one subs into the chat. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, Jason uh, um, has a bout of dysentery, much the, like was suggested on the uh, uh, in the chat, because uh, uh, the storycaster had said, uh, you know, is this like the Pioneer Trail where they have dysentery? So, uh-huh. yes, yes, the, uh, they now have dysentery. So, so uh, we're so we're grabbing his two mags and giving them to the uh, the captain. Is that what you're all right? You shall repurpose. I will take that. I think I want to somehow acquire a hand weapon. So um, they we uh, have combat knives. Everybody has a combat. Yeah, knife. everybody's got combat knives. But if you're looking for something bigger, um, yeah. the uh, the leader of the caravan, as well as his lieutenants, are yeah. all carrying a type of sword that they call a sansibar. So uh, we have one of our good friends, actually, who's a, uh, a friend of uh, ours in the martial arts community. Uh, his name is Ron Kazakowski. He owns traditional Filipino weapons. So if you want to see what a, tra- what a traditional sensibar looks like, hop on to tr- traditionalfilipinoweapons.com and check that out. If, you, if you've ever seen the Lord of the Rings movie, a Filipino sensibar looks kind of like the elven swords that they had. Great. Okay. It does not look like this. Though. It does not look like that. No, no. You know, you know, Captain. I don't think you should use something you're not trained in. It's just not a good idea. Well, Talyana over the last few days has taken an interest in the Captain and has been showing him how to use the sword. Although the sword she uses is much different. Okay, so I have a long talk with him about <laughs> having having sex with the natives and not messing around with them. Oh, she she hasn't done anything like that. Um, yeah, in right. Fact, I know I know the captain though. <laughs> the um the some of the rumors that you guys have been hearing is that um, Teliana usually takes the missions for the Red Sisterhood outside of the Shattered Islands because um which is where you guys came from, um. She usually takes the missions on, in the Redlands because um, the people in the Shattered Islands believe she's cursed. Uh, she's some sort of witch, so they don't trust her. Really? I like witches. I like how, I, I like how legendary game designer James M. Ward perks up when he hears witch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to kill you, young man. Because <laughs> you like witches? Uh, witches are wonderful creatures. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I would like to. She's kind of what? What sort has she been showing me? 
she uh, she's showing you how to use the one that you're using. It's it's okay. she's had she's had training with that. Okay. Um, but the sword that she uses is more like a long sword or an arming sword. Yeah, okay. Great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I will I will acquire what tutelage I can from her, uh, and I and I would just I would assume I now have a Sansa bar to use. Yeah, yeah, they're going to give you one. And she okay. will show you all sorts of moves. <laughs> yeah, really. So um, you see, um, you see uh, uh, Samir walking towards you guys, uh, not necessarily at you, but like in your direction, and he's got a small contingent of men with him. Are any of his runes glowing? Oh, that's huh. his, that's that's one of his guys. Uh, that guy yeah. isn't present. Oh, okay. Why don't you see what he wants, uh, uh, Chief? Sir, yes, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> so roll? I'll head over there and, and say hi to him, and how's it going, and what's that ruckus down in the end of the caravan? He says, hello, my friend. Very, very nice to see you today. How How is you and uh, your men? We're adequate for our needs, and you? Um, we have very big doings here. In fact, I was going to talk to the commander of the Red Sisterhood to see if she could loan us some people. Uh, we have uh, an interesting opportunity that we must chase down. However, it could potentially present a little bit of a threat to us, so we, uh, uh, any help we can get is any help we can get. So if you'll excuse me, my friend. Uh, uh, what is the opportunity? Uh, he, he looks to some of his men. He says something in a language you really don't understand. It sounds like a, um, like a combo. Oh, no, you do understand it because you guys have the, uh, uh, do you guys have your communication systems act active? Of course, of okay. course. All right. So, um, he says, uh, it sounds like a, uh, it's, it sounds out loud, like a combination of Arabic and a few other languages. Um, but the communication device is telling you that he tells them, get going, get ahead, get our friends. Yalla, am she? Yep, exactly. So he's sitting <laughs> there, you know, he's sitting there and he turns around and he goes, well, uh, every uh, so often we are sometimes blessed by the gods. If uh, you look up at the sky right now, we see the glorious stars and we can see, uh, you know, this, 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 the night is clear just over the horizon we saw uh, what looked like a falling star. But, oh, we had Workin 1313, oh, Vorkin 1313 uh, just followed us uh, on Twitch. Thank you, sir. Thank uh, you, sir. Or ma'am, whoever, whoever I'm talking to. <laughs> uh, you know, Legendary you know, game, uh, designer James M. Ward, do you want to say hi? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Legendary game designer James M. Ward, you wrote Deities and Debbie Gods. I am really so going to get you for this. <laughs> So uh, Samir says, uh, uh, every once in a while we are blessed as, the, as uh, a piece of the sky falls to earth. Uh, we know it by its greenish-blue trail of flame as the star falls. Uh, it is some sort of uh, sky metal, star metal, like a, like a small meteor. Uh, we know that if the concentration is high enough, we can make epic weapons from this. Um, and make maybe a little bit of money on the side. Uh, but we have to get to it first. The problem is that um, over past... Enemy territory. A little bit. So just uh, beyond uh, over the hills and the horizon, uh, there are... Um, uh, this area has nomadic tribes of Gobi, uh, the little annoying things that jumped on ship last last uh, when we were back in the Shatter Sea. So uh, we're going to shore everybody up a little bit, maybe get a few more swords on our side, and then go see what trouble we can cause. I will lend my sword to this effort. 
He goes now. <laughs> Stop <laughs> that. <laughs> he says. He says. Do you know how to use that thing? Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, the, the the story caster is saying uh, uh, when you're your look when you said maybe make a little money from this I totally believe that character dude it wasn't a character it was me uh, so uh, what do you guys do uh, do you let him go about his business or do you try to do something else well we go back to the captain and we say I think we should stick with the caravan and not go with these nuts to grab that meteor because you remember that uh, Steve McQueen movie where the the meteor turned into the blob and killed everybody? No, that was way before my time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 1950s movie. Yeah. It's so, very true. I, I guess I'm feeling my age. <laughs> oh, you are. You are legendary game designer James M. Ward. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys do? We're going to guard um, the caravan. You know, I mean, you, you could do that, but like honestly, uh, uh, I I think it's important to 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 be involved and win hearts and minds, and to assist, and also to, to learn what we can. So, I, I think we should go. Okay, well, if that's what you want, let's be it on your head, Captain. That's that's so archaic, wizard for a <laughs> E seven, <laughs> Air Force E seven. <laughs> Okay, but we're all going. We're not going to leave any of our boys behind. No, well, you can you can take your daggers, and we'll take that Kuchenmeyer guy, and we'll take me. Okay, we'll, we'll leave the dysentery guy, etc., behind. Yeah, right, that would be bad. Yeah, Jason and uh, and uh, oh god, I can't remember his name now. Oh god, the lieutenant. Yeah. All right, so you guys you guys saddle up. Yes. All right, so Cam are we on camels or horses? Uh, you guys were kind of riding in wagons. Uh, they they uh, they bought enough horses for like the outriders and stuff like that. But guys like Samir, his guys, they all uh, they they're they're they all on, yeah. They're either on foot or they ride on the on the wagons. So cargo wagons or yeah or... yeah big cargo wagons. Okay. Um, they have a bunch of guys start unloading a wagon and they're and they're hitching up a team of fresh horses to one of the wagons and they're going to use that to transport everybody. It looks Are like Are we going to have enough room for all of our guys in one wagon? Oh yeah, yeah, these things are big, real big. Okay. So they uh um they load up you're riding a beaver? No, they're not Knight of Barsoom. Don't get weird. Um <laughs> uh so uh they start packing everybody up. The uh the, they're bringing four of the red sisters with you. Uh, and those, uh, they're going to be riding on their own horses, so they're not going to be part of the part of the crew. Samir is bringing himself and three of his guys, and then um, you guys are bringing yourselves and your dagger team, correct? Yep, everybody correct. we can. All right, so um, he makes one last check, making sure that the caravan is set, and then they start hopping over the hill. So uh, are you guys... What kind of weapons are you bringing? What kind of? I assume you're wearing your your regular body armor. Yeah, of course. And yep, I got my M eighteen as well. Yeah, we aren't leaving weapons behind. The sergeant's <laughs> never done that in his entire life. We're taking everything. Is that we're never coming back? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, are you actually bringing the uh, the sword with you, Nick? Yes. Okay. All right. So you guys start uh, uh, kind of 
getting yourselves together. You face outwards on the wagons so that you can those who have rifles can employ the rifles. Uh, pistols, are you going to have those out? Or are you going to uh, are you going to keep those holstered for now? I'm going to keep mine holstered. Okay. All right. Um, you ride for about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, they, it's it's really rough terrain. It's not on a road. Uh, a couple of times, people have to get out and actually unseat the wagon from like little holes and stuff. You eventually get to uh, a part where you're in kind of like a, um, you're in a cut uh, in the terrain uh, between like a bunch of different hills, and it's heavily forested. And Samir starts dismounting everybody. He says, "From here on foot would probably be best." Um, Good. Where do you want us? Do you want us with your main element, your scouts? Do you want uh, the the chief to lead the way with his gun? Well, ooh, you know, I did not think of this because you have, I mean, we have bows, but yeah, no, that this guy is a killer. You should. We have to rein him in sometimes. <laughs> so you I got probably being played by legendary game designer James <laughs> Ward, but he's actually just started, so I can't tell you. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. So, uh, all right. So you guys, you guys start uh, start uh, positioning yourselves. The dagger team takes up a wedge in the front, acting as uh, scouts and skirmishers, and uh, everybody else. Uh, uh, it may be just the. Uh, oh, got to put this on screen. So maybe just the lighting, but it looked like Michael Rothman's sting sword was just glowing earlier. Maybe one of the other players is an orc in disguise. <laughs> you know, this this is the Forgotten Ruin, and if you have read the Forgotten Ruin. It if there's any, if there's anybody that's going to be an orc, it's our master chief, being played by <laughs> legendary Genghis Stop, game Stop it! Orcs are all evil. I'm not evil. The ruin reveals. The ruin reveals. Uh, yeah, so, did you like, try to kidnap a guy in the last episode? And, like, <laughs> yeah, that's I had like no problem. An orc, that's an orc. Well, that's what orc would do. No, an orc would eat the guy. Yeah, I tried to kidnap him. <laughs> Right, oh, so look you, at that. You guys uh, crest the hill, and you hear running water. It looks like an old bridge has been formed uh, just ahead of you guys. There's uh, – um, looks like rapids beneath it. Um, lots of trees. It's kind of – other than the sound of the uh, – other than the sound of the rushing water, you can't really see too much. Uh, how do you guys move? Do you move – do you start advancing toward the bridge? No, does, no. Does, no my mark, does my Mark 18 have a scope to it? Uh, yeah, it's got a small holographic. All right. Uh, so, uh, uh, can I see further? Uh, I'm assuming with it, you know, so I can u use it to help scout. It's not well, that kind of holographic. Why don't okay. you use your binoculars? Uh, I don't think I have any. Yeah, I don't of think course. I don't think the pilots have them. Oh, really? Nope. Those guys are useless, aren't they? <laughs> okay, we we are sending we are sending horses over the bridge first. All right. So you're going to send the well the the sisters dismount. So they they are willing to uh they're willing to scout ahead if you want them to. Yeah, that's fine. We're not we're not putting any weight on the bridge until somebody else does. All right. Um the uh the sisterhood uh gets uh gets their uh kind of gets their act together and they start they start moving across the bridge. Um they send uh, they have 10 archers on their side. They send those guys forward first to secure the bridge. And they, they kind of get situated on either side of the bridge. And uh, they're waiting and they start, you know, they do one of these, like calling you guys up. Okay, so the horses have no problem crossing the bridge? They're not on horseback. They're on foot. But there's 10 uh, of them on the bridge. 
Okay, well, we get off the wagon. Well, the, yeah, you guys are out of the wagon and had to crest the hill on foot in order, oh, okay. to see, in order to see what you're seeing. Well, I don't see that we have a choice. We have to cross the dumb bridge. Come on, follow me, Master Sergeant. And the pilot strides across the bridge. Yeah, one at a time. We're not going in groups. Boldly. So we just get in line and, and trot like good old boys. All right. So you guys start making your way over there. Uh, there's a uh, – um, as you come up, you have one of the sisters. She snaps and kind of calls you this way. No, I, will I don't go. look like that. Yeah, of course you will. No <laughs> surprise there, Captain. She holds up her hand, shows that she's, you know, she's not holding weapons. She takes her hand like this and starts – like blowing into her hand after a moment you see almost like a little firefly right she like holds up her hand as if to say not going to hurt you know not going to hurt you and then touches your shoulder okay so um she gives gives you a, a look she they know they don't speak your language they don't know about the wrist things okay um she makes a motion to uh to big benny as if to say Hey, is it cool? Is it cool? Right as she's doing that, you feel a little woozy. Um, all of a sudden, you get this, like, like all this, like, whispering going on. And then all of a sudden, you hear, this is utter garbage. And you can hear it in Big Benny's voice. Why are we on this bridge? That's when, like, automatically, like, your eyes, the wooziness, like, you have to be steadied. Uh, the uh, there's this sense of uh, almost like like intense clarity, and you can now see what this woman who was kneeling down was kind of looking at beforehand. Uh, there's tracks everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, so she makes a motion like, "Is it cool to touch him? Because his gun's bigger than yours." Kind of oh. kind of deal. Yeah, I'm gonna look over the first sergeant and say, um, "You know, there's magic going on here. You know, they can do things." Uh, basically what she's given us is is what would be something similar to advanced imaging and drone recon. So I'm going to ask that you let her do what she's doing so that you can have access to that too. Nope. <laughs> nope. We're, we're all getting off the bridge right this second. <laughs> so So as he walks away, she looks at you like, huh, and then points to, Points to uh, Aloysius Wilbur. I, I, I'm an Air Force officer. I'm not really actually an officer. <laughs> <laughs> I claim. Uh, I, I offer my shoulder and say, "Yeah." You know, she she touches you with that with that firefly thing. When she yeah. removes her hand, the firefly is gone, and you go through some of the same symptoms and reactions that he did. And you and you know you both are hearing now in your head. Well. Pfft, I'm not going to let some tart with a freaking sword touch me. Screw that. I ain't doing that. I got 18 years in this man's air. You know, and it's like this running commentary. As she touches the rest of the dagger team and like the rest of you. No, 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 no. She's not touching any of the daggers. <laughs> you, you you tell that you order them not to be touched? That's right. Uh, the, uh, uh, the guy, the sniper. Uh, uh-huh. Crowley that uh, talked to you before and and was uh-huh. very snippy with you. He's very uh, snippy. yeah, he's a uh, um, he, he's an E7, 
right? So he's like one rank below you. He uh-huh. sits there and he goes, you know something? If I get killed because you wouldn't let the nice lady rub my shoulder, he goes, I'm coming back from the grave and we're going to have words. And you know that this shit can happen around here like that. And he, Yeah, and you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that because if you don't get killed – in the next 24 hours, we're going to have words about your attitude, young man. He goes, <laughs> he goes. well, technically, you know, you know, if, if, if we're thousands thousands of years, I'm out of my enlistment anyway, so I can't wait to have this conversation. <laughs> and he, he, walks, he walks along with you. Uh, the, uh, you, both, um, you both can see the tracks that she's pointing to, and it looks like um, very small feet. They're not booted, um, but they are... Uh, like talons, they look almost. They look almost like alligator feet. Great. And I'll ask her if this is gobby feet. Are these gobbies? I'll say gobbies. And, and as you as you talk, um, her language now becomes native, almost native to you. Ah, oh, I see. So okay. you're 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 hearing her speak her language, but you're in your head. You're catching the translation. Okay, cool. Yeah. So she says, "Yeah, this is definitely gobby tracks. Uh-huh. We should we should get. Uh, we have arches along the string." We should get people across as fast as possible. We don't want to get caught here. Okay. Uh, I will, I will uh, double pump my arm to the E7 below Master Charge and get them on the move. All right. I, I think we said we were rushing off the bridge. <laughs> Can't be any clearer than that, young man. All right. So you guys make it all the way across the bridge. There's, there's no issues, uh, no problems. Uh, the kind of, it's not really a road, it's more like a trail. The trail meanders through several different. Knight uh, <laughs> uh, uh, of Barsoom wants to know: Did she just touch them with Babblefish? Is that an app? <laughs> yeah, but she didn't touch legendary game designer James M. Ward. No, she didn't, or any of my blades. It's Mike Rothman and I. So, <laughs> so you guys, but not legendary game designer James M. Ward, and also just to break in real quick, Walt, you did a lot of uh, behind the scenes work this week, right? Oh yeah, for the World Anvil. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So if people want to go over there, and can they go over and get involved yet? Or absolutely, uh, they can start looking at all the articles. They can start uh, uh, doing. Uh, uh, there's an interactive map that they can see where you guys have been so far um just even hovering over the uh just even hovering over the uh uh well actually why don't i put it up on the screen so we'll transition back to our talking heads just for a moment and i'll bring it up on the screen so people can see it uh but yeah so the world anvil page is up it's uh it's still a work in progress because we have a lot of stuff to add however we don't want to really have um we don't want to really add too much in the beginning uh, just because we do not want to, um, we don't want to throw things like off, so we don't want to spoil anything for anybody, you know. Right. Um, okay. So they can go to the World Anvil page right now. We got our cool Rangers guidebook right here, right up, uh, right up in the top. You can get there's an interactive map where you can see everything that's been going on. Uh, if you hover over a location, it'll actually give you the location. Uh, we have this awesome. Uh, this awesome artwork uh, uh, covering the uh, the Gobi and the attack that happened uh, on last on last session. Uh, you can even you can even scroll out so you can see the uh, the shattered sea in total, uh, the uh, uh, Coben's Rift, which we talked about last time. So yeah, the huge interactive map, uh, including uh, where you guys are now, and you can uh, you can do that by going to uh, uh, you can kind of see. If you just type in uh, the Shattered Sea uh, along with Tyrus Rex, uh, it'll it'll come right up. 
So, yeah, you can even see uh, where you guys are hanging out right now. So you guys landed right here, which was the Reed Marsh Landing, where you guys made your trade post. So, yeah, there's a lot going on with the World Anvil. We're going to be uh, adding to it as weeks go on, and we want it to be as interactive and fun as, uh, as everybody um, – Everybody, uh, what do you call it? Everybody can make it. And, uh, you know, we're taking suggestions. So if there's something you want to see on this, uh, an article you want to see or whatever, uh, there's already articles on the Red Sisterhood. Um, there's articles on the village that you guys were in. So, yeah, you can absolutely check that out, and uh, we'll have it up for you to see soon. Very cool. I, w I want to see a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Um, uh, as you guys get deeper to Georgia, that could happen. Yeah, there we go. Good. You're 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 obsessed, legendary game designer James M. Ward with Tyrannosaurus Rexes. <laughs> I put one in every product I write. I see. Okay. The, there'll be one in a new novel that I'm working on, even as we speak. That's oh. fantastic. Um, uh, Knight of Barsoom says he wants to see a uh, level twenty gazebo. So as we uh, we uh, get back to the action, you guys meander through a series of hills and woods, um, and. Uh, the Red Sisters that are kind of leading the way uh, and acting as scouts, they hold their hands up for a moment, and that scout that talked to you before comes up, brings, excuse me, all of you and Samir together, and she says, uh, we have goblinoid, looks like forces just ahead. Um, there uh, looks like maybe, uh, I don't know, like three or four of them guarding an entrance to some sort of a waterfall. Uh, it might be might be a cave back there, um, but uh, there are huge. And she points, and just across this little stream where you guys are hanging out, um, there is uh, what looks like huge like drag marks. Um, so uh, kind of like maybe f four or five feet wide, very jagged, very uh, uh, what do you call it? Very uh, kind of um, almost like uh, like something heavy was being carried. So you guys are drag marks away from the water? or No, toward it. So you guys are right it. here. Yeah. yeah. Right? And then uh, if we enhance the map a little bit, you can see across the way you can see the little gobbies. You know, disgustingly green. Uh, but they're wearing some sort of like light le leather armor, and just past here is seems to be a cave entrance or something behind that. Um, with your enhanced hunter's fellowship, the vision that the red uh, that the red sisters gave you, you can see a massive streak of drag marks right here that lead into the water, and then periodically, like here on the uh, on the underbrush that fell down. Uh, where the stream doesn't cover, you can see more drag marks. Uh, it looks like they've brought something heavy in past that area. Um, the sister, if the sister had to guess, she said that uh, she said that it probably has to do with um, the uh, the comet or the meteor that fell. They might have gotten to it first. She said, uh, how many how many yards away are there are our little friends? Um. Consulting the map, we got one, two, uh, they're probably about 50, 60 yards away. Oh, so easy shots. Yeah, definitely easy shots. And you guys have suppressed weapons as well. Okay. Well, I'm going to turn to the master sergeant, and I'm going to real quick get down on one knee. I'm going to clear some dirt, and I'm going to draw a quick sand table of the area and what I want to have happen. I'm going to have him flank to the right down through the bushes, 
and then hit all the uh, the gobbies suppressed uh, within three minutes. Can, and can, I, can I speak freely, sir? No. <laughs> no, you can't. And, and hit them within three minutes, and then the main body will move down the stream and take out uh, anybody. So you got to get in place, and you got to hit them in three minutes, move out. Uh, I'm not happy, by the way. No one yeah, cares. We have 30 archers. We could have them arrowed to death. This is our chance to display our usefulness. Oh, my God. It's using up ammo that we don't. Okay. All right. I'm following my orders. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> against, three minutes. against my will. Just take yeah. three quick headshots. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah really. Crowley yeah. Uh, walks up to you, uh, Big Benny, and he says, hey, Sarge, um, I can put two down pretty quick if you guys want to tangle the rest. That way we're not wa wasting a bunch of ammo. That's a great idea. Thank you. So, All right. uh, yeah, he's, so, he's rocking. You got the two on oh. the right, and we got the one on the left. And then I'll set up command and signal, which will be like two taps on a log, and that's when they're to execute, and then two taps when it's done, and then we'll move down the stream. Wouldn't you want to use our mics and just give us those commands verbally? I don't think we have mics, do we? You do. Yep. Uh, yeah. Of okay. course we do. Yes. Yeah, you guys. Okay. You, you being a, a a pilot wouldn't know about those good things. <laughs> well, just in case the mics fail because someone uses magic or something, the the backup signal is two taps on a log. Yeah. Okay. Great. Make it happen, Master Sergeant. You can do it. Yeah. Okay. Be all you can be. Aim high. Well, they're fifty yards away. We can hit them from where we're standing. Oh yeah. I'd very prefer, easy. I'd prefer that you hit them from the side. Uh, oh man, <laughs> this is more difficult than I thought it would be. So, right. <laughs> because if a quick reaction force suddenly comes at you, I want them to get flanked by the main element. So, are you telling me I have to cross the water and shoot? No, I want you to work your your way down the right side of the bank, and then I want you to hit them from there. If suddenly they react and a reaction force comes out then our force will actually move into that force and will be the flanking force. We'll, we'll ignore all the archers that are supposed to help us out? No, the archers will come and get your bacon out of trouble. Okay, great. So we're going to go 10 yards down the path. Okay. And get on our, our uh, bellies and shoot the three guys up. All right. So uh, you're going down the right side. So yeah. your guys kind of get online. Uh, where'd he go? Yeah, I see no reason for any blade to fire except me. I'm shooting the one, and the sniper shooting the two. All right, so the, the sniper actually uh, quietly moves across the screen. Uh, excuse me, across the stream. Um, and it's it's not very wide. Uh, it's it's about maybe 10 yards across, It's and it's very shallow. It's only about ankle deep. He moves across so he can get the two at a, at a kind of like broadside. Uh, okay. You guys are, start moving along the right-hand side. Um, and, ten yards. Yep, ten yards. And you, uh, let's see. Um, I need dice now. Oh, this is fun. Dice! Oh, that's right. I dice. Imagine that. And what dice company are we using these days? Uh, Paladin. Well, <laughs> Nick is using Paladin dice. All right. So these things uh, are small. Uh, they're small. Uh, they're they're 
they're kind of like dogs that have uh, that have to pee. They're just kind of like you know constantly moving back and forth, left and right. Uh, you have four of them in front of you. Oh, I thought you said three. Uh, I'm sorry, I missed one. Uh, there's four in front, and then um, as you guys kind of like move that off to the side a little bit, so that you're catching them in like a crossfire of like a V, uh-huh. and they're at the apex of the V. Um, one of your guys gets tackled by one of these. Um, he he like steps on the guy. The thing didn't notice he was there. He didn't notice the thing was there, and the thing jumps on his leg and pulls up pulls out a knife. Now, it hasn't screamed. It hasn't made any noise yet. Uh, what do you do? You're well, you're I'm... the only one that can see it because you're the only one right there. Oh, suck a duck. I will, <laughs> I, will, I will shoot the two on the right, like I said, and the sniper's going to shoot the two on the left. All right, let's do it. Uh, and let's see. Uh, all right, so give me two shots. Uh, their armor class, something or other. Um, they are armor class six. Yeah, that's amusing. I hit both of my dudes with 14s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, there we go. Uh, hold, yeah, here we go. So, you, what'd you say? You got a 14? Two 14s. Oh, yeah, easy. All right. So, you're just like, tap, tap, right? The bullets go out. The first one gets gets misted. His head pitches him back. His feet and head switch places. The other one's like just about to draw in breath as his two buddies explode. He looks over like, what the? And then gets pasted himself. I uh, love when that happens. <laughs> the uh, the guy who got tackled by this this thing, and these things are about the size of like 12-year-old children. Um, they're, they're not very, they're not very tall and they're not very broad, but you can see mouths of like wicked teeth. The thing tries to bite through his BDU pants and is like chomping on him and it goes to hit him with a dagger. He strips the dagger, pushes it against, puts the handle against his chest and hugs the thing's head into the knife. Well done. Well done. Um, the, from the side that you're on. Um, it seems like there are more of these things. They don't see you. They don't hear you. They move over to investigate the ones that hit the water. Yeah, okay. Well, the blades will start shooting them up. All right, so you're going to have the dagger team shoot them? Yep, that's what they're there for. All right, so it looks like two, four, five, six of them were waiting in the underbrush. Mm. Um, and they come up from out of the leaves and, and like from, like, uh, almost like lean-tos that they built, made to look like the rest of the environment, and they move their way over toward uh, the near the waterfall. Um, you're going to just have the blade shoot them up? Yes, sir. So uh, after a series of shots, it looks like these had swords with these little javelins in a pouch over their shoulder. They went exploring with the swords and shields out. Uh, when the first one gets dropped, they start going for the javelins. And don't manage to get them out in time as the uh, your dagger team uh, takes them all out. What do you guys do? Uh, I'm waiting uh, for the the uh, captain to come up and investigate <laughs> the group. I think we should strip a couple swords so we have something as backup. Yeah, right. Okay, I, I just want you to know... Using a sword isn't that easy. <laughs> you guys are going to wind up cutting your legs off. 
All right, so you call up the officers so that they can see what's going on? Yes. All right. Uh, you can see these things up close now. Uh, they're nasty, they're gnarly, and they got, uh, uh, what do you call it? They got, uh, looks like leatherish type armor. Um, it looks almost like a cuirass with shoulder straps. Uh, heavily scarred, heavily worked, um, but it doesn't look like it's doing much against your bullets. Uh, they're carrying swords that kind of look like uh, the one that uh, Mike has in his uh, in his camera, except uh, instead of it being like a, a, a Xiphus sword, you know, the Greek uh, the Greek style uh, blade, it only has that curve on one side. The back end of the blade is blunt and flat and like straight. Uh -huh. Well, I'm collecting the two ears from the two I shot. Putting them on my string of ears. <laughs> uh, you're going apocalypse now on them. You betcha. Oh my goodness! Um, you see a couple of the uh, the people from the caravan that are working with you, kind of like ew, you know, looking at you with these, looking at the ears, like oh, that's nasty. Yeah, uh, like I care. <laughs> uh, what do you guys do? There's, uh, you can definitely see some like in the gloom beyond the. Uh, Beyond the waterfall, there's definitely something back there because you can see like the hints of torchlight flickering somewhere beyond. We we have to go in and check it out. All right, you lead the way, Master Sergeant. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you get through the waterfall, uh, right before, or rather, as you're walking up to the waterfall, the, uh, Samir asks. Seeing as you've led us this far, do you want any of my men or the sisters to go ahead? No, let's, no, let's let the no. Master Sergeant keep working. He's doing good. Uh, just stay there to advise us of anything. Like, do you think they'll have any, like, traps or anything there on the other side of the waterfall? Uh, they're not that sophisticated. Okay. He says, he says uh, but what they do uh, have is uh, these things are typically used for, um, like, like, trained dogs okay um and there are factions on this side of the hills that might have equipped them um poison could be a thing don't don't get hit by anything okay what a, what a surprise he, i he, will make sure that the master sergeant is surprised that poison is in the mix don't get hit so uh not deadly uh a lot of time uh, makes you uh groggy okay so um, you guys go through the waterfall. Um, there's a lot of like echoing, dripping water sounds. Uh, it's a dark cave, uh, black stone with, with moss hanging down. There's that earthy smell to it. Like, like if you've ever been hiking and it's got that, that almost like wet stone and moss smell to it. Um, as you guys uh, proceed, it's kind of like a rough hewn hallway. And then it ends in what looks like... Um, like a large chamber, and you can hear these things talking to each other. Hmm, I think... Okay. What does the translator say? Um, the translator is talking about stuff like um, there's... Uh, they're talking about somebody named Neiman. And Neiman is going to give them lots of nugget for this. They keep saying it that way. It's all about the nugget, and Neiman is going to reward them handsomely. Uh, 
they're gonna they're gonna be paid like crazy. Uh, they'll finally they'll finally show those big gobs. They're not gonna push us around because we're gonna hire we're gonna get real weapons and real swords and real equipment because we're gonna get nu major nugget for this. And I'm is there, get the is, sweet and sour sauce? Yeah, really. Is there light in that chamber? Uh, yes. Yeah, torchlight. Okay. So you're not uh, gonna be able to use your night vision. Yeah, I scream charge and rush in. <laughs> you're just gonna charge in? Yep. Um, That's what we do. We lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they. I don't think they lead it that way. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, you got. You're gonna. You guys are gonna have surprise. Um, are, is anybody following the master sergeant? No, I, I would. Ex I would expect surprise. all the blades to follow me. <laughs> I think all the blades are surprised too. Yeah, yeah they are very surprised. <laughs> the daggers too. Yeah, yeah, the, the the daggers are very surprised. They're like, uh, shouldn't we like set up some stuff? <laughs> we are. We're setting up death and destruction wherever we go. Oh my goodness! All right. I think the can the master chief is chaotic evil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the evil in charging and killing goblins? Poor little defenseless goblins. They never hurt you, James. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to hurt a bunch of them. All right. So. Yeah, wait for Walt to say, my good friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the master sergeant goes in first. Uh, and I'm going to put this up so you guys can see it. Share screen. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, this entrance right here uh, mm -hmm. is right around 50, 60 feet long. It's not very long. The master sergeant charges in, and all that chatter stops. Um, you have targets right here. Looks like the uh, same warriors with leather armor, shields, and swords. Um, right in the center is like this giant big boulder. Um, it's nice. still smoking. And right over here, you have, uh, what do you call it, um, a couple of more goblins. They, they don't look like, uh, they're taller. They don't look like the warriors who are smaller. Um, here you have a goblin that has what looks like a headdress. Uh, and he's carrying a staff with feathers lashed to it. He starts screaming out and the translator says, whatever it is, kill it, kill it, kill it. And right behind him, right in this center spot that's kind of curved, there's a uh, there's a black curtain. He goes to reach for the curtain. So I, I take a knee, aim my Mark 18, take a shot at the uh, feathered guy or whatever the headdress guy is. All right. And uh, Rocky, you doing anything? Uh, I'll draw my sidearm with my uh, uh, right hand, and I'll draw my sword with my left hand. Right on. All right, so you're, oh <laughs> you're double, di oh double dipping. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so Master Sergeant, hit us. What do you got? Who's your target, yeah. and what are you taking? I'm, I'm shooting the big boys on the left. All right, so uh, go ahead. How and many How many can I get for my surprise? There's uh, You can get two shots off per round, so you can, you can put a round into each of them. Uh, okay. They're AC8. Okay, that sounds even better. Ten and a nine, I get them both. All right. Give me uh, some damage rolls. It should be 2d6 plus two, I believe. Yes, sir. 
Can I get a cleric to bless me? I suppose not. <laughs> Eight and nine. Uh, on the same one or both, or one on each? One on each, sir. Maybe you're a cleric. Maybe you could bless you. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, be, no holiness here at all. You could be the cleric of Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, um, really. So you dig around into each one center mass. Uh, one of them hits and is like and, and drops and is curled up and uh, and just kind of rolling back and forth trying to figure out what just happened from your magic uh, uh, bullet spitter. Yeah. Uh, the other guy gets hit in the shoulder. Um, he gets spun back toward the rock face. He turns and bares his teeth. Uh, that brings us to uh, Booger. And I got a 19. Oh, nice going. And I got two sixes on my roll for the damage. Oh, I'm so very proud of you. All on one? All on one. The uh, uh, the round splinters its shield and enters its glaring teeth, dropping them to the floor along with the body it once belonged to. Uh, Nick, you're up. I'm going to hold my action until after the goblins do theirs. Yeah, okay. of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> the ones on your right, um, they, uh, minus the one you just uh, obliterated, they rush in. Um, and uh, they don't rush at you. They rush at uh, two of them head for uh, Aloysius, because I like saying Aloysius. And uh, the remaining one tries to cross the space to get at Benny. So do the blaze just sit back and fart and do nothing? Uh, you guys are in the way. Uh, I, well, I, I, I took a knee. Uh, they're still not going to fire over your head. Uh, okay. While they might be special operators, uh, you are not. Yeah. So they're going to wait until the next round till they can like actually get in. Um, well, actually, yeah, no, they wouldn't do that in close space. That would be bad. All right, so... Um, the one on you, uh, Mike, uh, one of them gets you with the sword. Uh, it clips kind of like, you're kind of like, whoa, you, you know, you jump back trying to trying to get out of the way. It hits your armor, and then the tip of it, as it's like going through its arc, manages to get to the top of your leg. Uh, the, oh. damage, the damage is only two points, so it's not, uh, it, it's, it's not life-ending. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, you definitely felt it as it kind of like, uh, ripped your pants and kind of cut in a little bit. Um, <coughs> the other one missed. Uh, the one on you, Master Sergeant, um, he comes in screaming like, ah! it's this high-pitched, like almost like throaty growl, and he comes uh -huh. in with his sword and pulls back with all his strength. He pushes this blade, and it hits your plate carrier with like a... And he gets this surprised look in his face like, why did the pokey end not go into the man? And yeah, he's standing really. there with this dumb look on his face. Uh, that brings us to initiative. Oh, I would like to do something now. Yes, what would you like to do? I would like to shoot the goblin that attacked the Master Sergeant by stepping forward, putting the pistol right to the, the sidearm, right to its head, and pulling the trigger. Oh, hit me. AC, these are AC6. Two. <laughs> oh, yeah, why am I surprised? Drop that stupid sword and let's get busy. <laughs> uh, you uh, you put it against its head and you hear chick chick, uh, and uh, you probably have something with a bad primer. It clearly didn't check his weapon adequately <laughs> enough. 
I'm going to have to do it from now on if we survive this battle. <laughs> oh, this is, he'll, he'll just have to cycle the round out. Well, yeah, he's just, gonna... just... <laughs> he's just the pilot. Uh, so, uh, what do you call it? The thing like looks at you and is to still surprised. It doesn't know what to make of this because you know instead of like swords and stuff, you guys are packing. Uh, Nick is the only one packing swords. Uh, the guy in the back pulls back the curtain. Oh, so so uh, so this because, is the shaman. Yep. Because I, I was aiming at the shaman. Uh, oh, you're aiming at the shaman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he put twelve in the shaman. Oh, right. never mind. He doesn't pull back the curtain. Okay. Okay. Um. So the uh, that means that the one that uh, the master sergeant shot um, is going to head toward that curtain. Uh, that yeah, brings that's, that's funny. That brings uh, that's not the one that's on the ground. It's the one that you just wounded. All right. Um, so give me, uh, do you want to do individual or group initiative? Oh, group all the time. All right. Let's do group. I'll roll. All right. Yeah, just give me a D6 for initiative. Oh, D6? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I got a three. I got a five. That means you guys go first. Man, my D, my paladin D20 is really horrible. Roll <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roll the 20. Well, it just it just did after it rolled like two twos and a four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're up first. What do you do? Uh, I'm gonna cycle around and try to blow the thing's brain out again. All right, hit me. Nine. Uh, that might work. Let me see where where my you're you're uh on the back of your character sheet. You should yep. have the uh, the hit yes. table. Yes, I have. Hit, uh, uh, You're a third level. Right. I don't have it on the back of my character sheet. Hold on. Yeah, it should be on the I second go. page. I don't think I do. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I have my my experience level. Hold on one second. So I've got BHP and ST. I don't know. What... I got it right here. And shout out to a good friend of the podcast, Pete Spawn, for his. Operation White Box, uh, yeah. which is where a lot of the inspiration for these characters came up. And let's see, we got our pilot back here. Get his to hit. What that, is what is BHB? Your uh, uh, your basic attack bonus, basically your basic hit bonus. Oh, I have uh, a plus one. It's plus one. All right, yes. Hold on one second. And what's so, an ST? What is it? Yeah. Your ST. ST. That's saving throw. Oh, okay. Saving throw. Yes. We don't judge. Do, do, do. I'm a level three pilot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna help you in combat. <laughs> well, you're not you're not drowning in the you you, you didn't end up spread all over the ocean. What's your? <laughs> yeah, he does pilot gut stuff pretty good. Yeah, if I would have been flying, we would have landed on dirt. Plus one, you got him. Okay. Um, then I'm going to do 2d6 with my M18. So we are going to do four and three into his skull. All right. Yeah. You know, you, you went, you were like, you, you know, you pressed it up against his head and it's like, click. He looks surprised. You look surprised because he expected something terrible. He sits there and he like latch because he's still trying to ram, push his sword through the master sergeant. He right. grabs the end of the barrel with his teeth. You're just like, you know, you rack the slide, and then the master sergeant gets covered in gore spray and brains from this thing as you 
devastate its head all over him. And then I look at him and go, that's one for me. <laughs> uh, that brings us to the Master Sergeant. Do I have an unhurt guy on the right and the guy that's going for the curtain on the left? Is that the situation? No, no, no. There's, so you put a round into, one of, into both of them. One of mm-hmm. them, like, uh, it, it like hit center mass on his breastbone and knocked him oh. down out. So, okay, good. Yeah, he was, he was, he's not doing anything worthwhile right now. He's just All rolling right. back and forth on the floor. His buddy, you kind of hit in the upper arm and shoulder. It didn't, it looked more like a, like a grazing hit than an actual hit. Okay. Uh, so, but he's running for Thank the, uh, yeah, he's running for the curtain. Yeah. I'm double tapping him. Okay. Hit me. Uh, he's eight. He's AC eight. Okay. I got one hit and one miss. All right. Give me some damage for the hit. That's 2d6 plus 2 for a rifle. That's a 9. Uh, all right. So this time, you know, he's he's running at you. So now he's at a flank. Or not running at you. He's running, like, across your field of vision. So he's at a flank. The round, as he's, like, running, enters under his, like, under on the side of his body and blasts his arm up the other side as it comes out the other side and he pitches over um barely catching onto the curtain as he Uh. hold on as he opens the curtain you can see some sort of mechanical device behind it okay uh and uh Sparky6868 is, I need this stream after my morning burst sewage pipe. I am now Stink Eye Sparky. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're sorry about the burst pipe, but we're really glad you're here with us playing a game. We appreciate it. Yeah, legendary game designer James M. Ward appreciates (laughs) how he praises your game. All right, so the the goblins are all down. Um, And what's that? Excellent. And uh, you can hear more voices. There's a uh, there's a small cavern opening to the uh, to, on the left side. Uh, you can hear more voices coming from there, uh, but you're kind of concerned about what's behind that curtain. Yeah, of course we are. All right, so I, as the engineer, I'm going to go uh, forward and take a closer look, see if I can figure out, I, I can MacGyver out what 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 else it is. Yeah, what what might this thing be? Um, so. I will ask the master sergeant to set up a uh, perimeter security at that entrance where we hear the voices and ambush anything coming down that, that, that hall out of that area. All right. So you guys look at this on either side and it looks like kind of like, like one of those old medieval giant crossbows they used to mount on ships, the ballista. Yeah. Uh, But it's heavily modified. Um, There's a big plate that's, that's winched all the way down to the cross member piece that's right here. Um, when you pull a lever, the whole plate f- slaps forward and launches 12 spears from slots in the front of the ballista. So why don't we, why don't we actually have everybody come to the far end, to the near end where, where the crossbow is, you know, and actually, you know, I mean, we, we could launch all those things where no one's in in the way and not and take it out of out of, uh, you know, uh, get us out of danger from anyone possibly, you know, setting that thing off. OK, so, it's a, it's a ballista. We can pick it up, turn it towards the cave tunnel no. and get ready to shoot it. Is it is it mobile? Oh, yeah, it's on wheels. Oh, 
It is. Oh. Right. Is there a safety so that we don't trigger it while we're moving it? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. The safety is keeping you in the background away from the ballista. That's the safety. Sir. Sir. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I got to say that sir stuff. Yeah. So the, bla the blades and I picked that thing up and get it positioned to go. Uh, KDF Fiend wants to know, could that ballista be modified to shoot burning party members? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, um, yeah, this thing's on wheels. So you guys you guys push it over toward the uh, toward the other cave entrance? Yes, sir. Where, where were we hearing the voices? Yes. Yes, sir. That was a good idea, legendary game designer James M. Ward. <laughs> I have one, one a day. All right. So you drag this thing back toward you. Um, after uh, a couple of minutes... There's uh, what looks like 20, 30 goblins running down this down this passage. Um, the passage is just wide enough that you can fit the launching platform into it and then launch it. What do you guys do? Tally-ho! Yeah. You gonna, launching. You going to launch? Yeah. So it's loud when it goes off. I mean, if you've ever heard like a, a compound crossbow go off, or like a, an old school like heavy crossbow, the kind with a windlass. It's a very loud snap. Uh, this thing is that with a metal plate added to it. Echoes throughout the space uh, and launches 12 spears down the hall. You hear screaming and then groaning. Lots of uh, things did not make their saving throws to avoid that. Uh, and uh, you know that something in that room is now down and hurt. Okay. What do you so, do? I draw my combat knife and charge. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, so you're you're leading the charge, going in the front. Well, I don't know about leading anymore. Them, my men seem to be hesitant about coming into battle at all. <laughs> all right. So yeah, I'm I'm going charging and using my combat knife and killing whatever is there. All right. Uh, while we're doing uh, right, right as I'm setting this up, uh, Nick, would you like to talk about Galaxy's Edge, the thing that sponsors this podcast? I would love to talk about Galaxy's Edge, and today is a great day for Galaxy's Edge. A lot of big things happening, but you can check out Galaxy's Edge over at GalacticOutlaws.com and check out all the pages and all the interesting things and the books we have for sale. You can go over to Audible. You can pick up the first book in the series, Legionnaire, if you like The Mandalorian. You can pick up a book called uh, Requiem for Medusa, which is very much a, a fun, fun book. Uh, basically, Galaxy's Edge is your premier space marine uh, audio and ebook thriller, and we'd love to have you there. If you were a Galaxy's Edge insider member, tonight you'd get to hang out with me, Walt, and Jason in a five-hour extravaganza chat. No, it's like an hour, right? <laughs> yeah, it's an hour. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to talk about all things Galaxy's Edge. I think one of the cool things about the Galaxy's Edge uh, IP, whatever you want to call it, is Jason and I like to really hang out with everybody, and we like to listen to their ideas, and we, we talk a lot. So it's kind of fun when you can have an IP and you can really interact with everybody. And so Galaxy's Edge, it is a lot of fun. Another thing that I would touch in is if you're watching this right now, is uh, Galaxy's Edge is launching its first fantasy series, which is called Forgotten Ruin. And that is basically U.S. Army Rangers versus Orcs. And that's basically what we're doing here in this game. That is the concept of Wargate, modern military versus fantasy creatures. 
and in a D&D like setting. And Forgotten Ruin is now up for pre-order on both Amazon and Audible. And uh, I think there's a one person here who's listened to it and two people who've read it. You guys dug it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, we loved it. It was just wonderful. Great yeah. story. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. It really would be worth your time. Give it a check. All right. So you guys, you guys uh, crest the corner, start uh, making your moves. There's a, uh, um, there's stacks of these things just drop down into the, uh, into the floor. Uh, they're broken and shattered as the spears went through multiple bodies of them at once. Um, some of them are groaning with grievous injuries, but not getting up. Uh, beyond them, two, four, six, seven, eight. There seems to be eight more with spears ready to uh, give you guys a tap. Um, what do you do? I'm running towards the the closest stand-up one and killing it with my combat knife. <laughs> All right, so that would be this guy right here. If you can see the ping, right? Uh, and you're rushing forward. Uh, go ahead. Give me a swing. Thank you very much. He's got uh, AC6. Oh, excuse me, AC7. AC7. Even easier to hit. I got a 17 with my combat knife. Nice. Uh, Sparky6868 is saying, uh, in the middle of Forgotten Ruin, it's great. Thank you, sir. That is awesome. And uh, earlier he said, KTF. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what was the hit? I hit with a 17, sir. Oh, yeah. There you go. And I would like to point out that legendary game designer James M. Ward is actually really KTFing today. He's doing great. <laughs> it would be a shame when he gets in over his head and is dead and has to make a new character. Yeah, well, that, that would be life, yes. The, uh, so, the... along with my, along with my uh, successful stab of my combat knife, I'm using uh, my jujitsu training and doing even more damage to him Ooh. with my other hand. What uh, what was the damage on the knife? Uh, does the, well real quick. Let's dive in real quick. We are Air Force personnel, right? And so he he would be an Air Force type security person, right? Yep. So a dagger team is, stands for deployed air ground uh, unit, and it's a uh, it's a uh, type of uh, special forces that's derived from the um, security forces, which are like Air Force military police. Um, when a dagger team is deployed, they think that there's an imminent threat to a landing aircraft, so they usually deploy these guys. They will okay. often send them ahead of an advance party to secure landing strips or to clear um, safe houses in the event that a pilot has to be evacuated. Uh, they're really highly specialized, and uh, uh, you know they, they knew that you guys could encounter some problems, which is how the dagger teams came out with you in the first place. And what is kind there of a chance? What kind of combatives would they know? They would probably know modern army combatives, which they, you know, change the acronym slightly to modern air force combatives. It's the same program. Uh, okay. In 1997, I believe it is, the United States Army reconditioned its military combatives program. So instead of the ha ha judo chop. Um, they actually went to 27 different countries and studied the fighting arts of 27 different countries. Um, and uh, this one particular uh, Sergeant First Class came back to Second Ranger Battalion and uh, with uh, a small cadre put together the Modern Army Combatives Program, which uh, the overriding principle of this is um, the person who wins a hand-to-hand -hand encounter in warfare is the guy whose buddy shows up with a gun first. 
<laughs> so it's heavily uh, the first level. There's four levels to the program. Level one is basically Brazilian jiu-jitsu with a little bit of punching and kicking. Uh, level two is uh, more stuff like Muay Thai and uh, the Filipino martial arts such as Kali or Anise, which now gets then gets into weapons. Uh, my favorite being the entrenching tool. Nothing says loving like taking a guy's head off with a shovel. Uh, with a shovel, yeah. And then level uh, three and four actually aren't the uh, there aren't fighting levels. You don't learn more. It's like how to install it into bigger units. Okay. So, uh-huh. so is there a chance in the world that I have two combat knives? Um, uh, so when you say combat knife, are you talking like big honk and Rambo thing? Yeah, big honk and Rambo thing. Probably not. Um, okay, very good. That's what I needed to hear. The answer is seven points. Oof. And that was with the knife? Yes, sir. All right. So you, you know, you get up, you knock his spear aside, grab him by the shoulder, and force this thing into his mouth. Run it around to the back of his head, and basically take his head off like you're opening a package. I love when that happens. Uh, that brings us to Nick. Uh, I'm going to, uh, since we're now in hand-to-hand combat, I'm going to use my sword. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's one charging at you guys that you could try and entertain. Go ahead. I'm actually going to just try a very simple maneuver of letting him run himself onto my sword. So right just on. give him a nice little, like, get ready and then meet him because I'm sure I've been trained like this. And then just give him a little thrust as he comes at me. All right. So uh, no no attack bonus. I would say just go the straight roll. Okay. Three. <laughs> We will see what happens uh, uh, later on in the round. Uh, Mike, what are you doing? Well, all right. So, so I, I'm guessing my my rifle is out. So, uh, 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 or, or do I have to be, uh, you know, or line of sight that I could fire it? You could fire it. All right, I'm going to fire it, um, and uh, I will fire it at the safest uh, target I can find that is standing and looking menacing. All right, hit me. And Ace I got a seven. seven. I got a seventeen, so oh, that yeah, should be a hit. Damage and damage is an eight. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, looks like Rock Powers is about to acquire the nickname Lefty. Uh, could be. All right, so uh, you get eight points. Yep. All right, so you line up. You line up your your sight. Uh, fire in between the Master Sergeant and Rock Powers. Uh, one of the goblins uh, just ahead of you uh, takes a massive hit right into the chest. It easily pierces the armor, uh, knocking him almost on top of uh, one of his buddies, uh, and he goes down. Uh, that brings us to the dagger team who is filling behind you. Uh, the daggers, only one can get in during this round. What a surprise. Well, They're going to get a dressing down when we're done with this battle. Well, you see, there's, there's this thing in the, in the military um, called pre-combat planning and uh-huh. pre-combat checks. And one of the things you do is you go into like kind of like, you know, this is what's going to happen when I use this code word or that code word. You're just like, Leroy Jenkins, and running down the hallway. And they're like, uh, oh, Okay, I can, I can start <laughs> using code words. That's no problem. So, yeah, yeah so they uh, – You've completely learned everything and forgotten it at the same instant. Yeah, really. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're becoming a barbarian of some sort. Oh my god, that's maybe. very possible. Or maybe he's a berserker. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that could. My, be. my shirt isn't off yet. 
<laughs> the uh, the one well, dagger. That's the chat. How much money would you guys like to bits <laughs> to get James to take off his shirt and go topless for the rest of the show? <laughs> Let's do it. There isn't enough money in the world. <laughs> there's always a it. yeah. There's I'll always. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, I just got a note from uh, Facebook that says, "Tell him to put his shirt back on." <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so the dagger, uh, the dagger team member, uh, he he drops another one. Uh, so the the one that Rothman uh, just just plunged, his buddy basically caught him, and he you know does one of those things where he throws the spear up so he can catch it in the reverse grip, so he can throw it. And right as he's about to do that, the dagger team guy. Uh, plunges him in the head so they both go down um that brings us to their turn um one of the ones climbs over the one that you're uh, that you're fighting nick to try and get at um try and get at wilbur and the dagger team guy uh the one that you're fighting uh you know you you were like receive charge and you know you sit there and you get it was flawless but he jumps over some debris in the room, kind of does that like almost like Superman stab, uh, and he's gonna try and hit you. Ooh, that's not good. Um, he and he kind of like turns the blade sideways so that it starts so that it's flat when it goes in. It it you can hear it dink right as it misses the top of your plate carrier. It severs the shoulder strap and cuts into your shoulder for five points. Ah, this combat is hard. <laughs> you're you're bringing a, a sword to a, a gun combat. <laughs> um, so he take you take five points. Uh, Mike, uh, somebody, uh, you get one. Of, I'm sorry. I'm dead. I'm just joking. No, you, you, what do you have? Nine, ten? Uh, let's see. I have a whole, a whole, a whole hit points. I have a ten hit points. Yeah. So I'm good. I've um, been bad wounded for Sergeant Master Sergeant. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to treating that wound. <laughs> the uh, uh, the one that's charging you, Mike, um, he mm-hmm. rolls and gets a hit as well. Uh, he gets four points. Oh, so you you know you doing one of those things like earlier where you tried to dodge out of the way, um, and he he kind of skewers the spear tip right in through your arm. What does that leave you at? That leaves me at four points left. Uh, uh, one of them climbs over to get James M. Ward because he's mad that his friend just peeled, got peeled like a grape. Do you mean legendary game designer James M. Ward? That would be the same. Absolutely. Okay. And he gets missed. So he oh, runs in with course. a spear. And you're kind of like, you know, you use your forearm to knock it aside. It hits the plate harmlessly. And that brings us back around to Nick. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to chop that goblin who hit me. And I'm going to get a 19. There we go. What's the damage on that? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, a, it's a short sword. So uh, 1d6 plus 4. Excuse me. 1d6 plus 1. Plus one. We're going to do two points of damage. 
All right. So in in you know he's got the blade still stuck in your shoulder. You do the same thing and basically bury yours into his shoulder. It grits his teeth as the spray kind of hits the front of your plate carrier, and he gives you that like that like you know like high pit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a dog trying to pull meat out of its master's hand. Uh, brings us to Big Benny. Double tap the guy who attacked me. Go for it. Double tap. Yeah, I'm using a I'm using a rifle there, Captain. Why don't you try to do the same thing? I don't have a rifle. I have a pistol. Yeah, we'll use it. Okay, two hits. All right, give me some damage. Yes, sir. Coming right up. Nine and six. Oof. All right, so yeah, you uh, you use those uh, military combatives. Uh, take the rifle and smack him with the teeth. Smack him in the teeth to back him up. As you do, you dump around into each shoulder, basically ventilating his back, and he drops. Sounds fair. <laughs> that brings us to Mike. All right. So how many do we have standing? Uh, looks like two. All right. So if I've got two shots on the rifle, can I take two different targets? Yes. All right. So I'm gonna attempt to do that. And uh, the first shot is a 13. And is that a hit? Uh, that is a hit, yes. All right. And the next roll is a, a, a 17. Um, uh, so two hits. Yep. And uh, damage is... 2d6. Uh, a 10. Yep. And a 6. All right. So, you, you know, you're just like... Poof, and you just drag the rifle across. You see... Uh, uh, Big Benny ventilate a guy. You see Nick uh, as you're dragging the rifle across. You see uh, Nick uh, bury his uh, his sword into his shoulder. So it's it, it, they're locked into like this vicious like wrestling match where the blades are holding on to everything. You line up on target and boof, knock that thing's head off and he hits the ground hard, sliding to the back. Um, the uh, uh, the dagger team member comes up behind you, Nick. Uh, and takes his rifle, and he cups his hand over your ear and squeezes off a round, uh, ventilating the, uh, the goblin that has you uh, all pinned up, and he drops to the floor. Sweet. Everybody starts yelling clear. I will, uh, I will uh, use my first aid kit, which we had. We had a healing kit, I yep. think, right? Yep. I will use that on my five points of damage. All right. Uh, 1d6 uh, and then divide it in half. I get a five. So 2.5. Uh, so <laughs> uh, Ty goes to the runner. So that's that's a three. I'll take it. All right. That was nice of you. Okay. I'll, so I'll attempt to heal myself as well. All right. So you're going <sighs> to apply a med pack? Yeah. Go ahead, James. I'm ordering two of the blades to clean up the battle in the other room and check behind the curtain. And I'm ordering the two that are in with us to clean up this battle and pile up the bodies and see what they got. Well, uh, one of your dagger team, uh, the guy Crowley, he, he sits there and he says, uh, excuse me, sir, while you're uh, duct taping your shoulder back together, can I, can I borrow that? And he's like sure. pointing to the Sansa bar. Yeah. He walks up to one of the goblins and he stabs it in the chest to stop it moving. And he goes, one for you, one for you. Right? And he's walking around the thing doing that. Yeah, um, I don't have a problem with that. The, uh, um, the uh, uh, what do you call it? Samir comes in uh, afterwards and he's like, are you guys okay? 
How bad are you hurt? Peachy, we're peachy. I could use a couple of runes. <laughs> <laughs> he says uh, he's back with the caravan. Uh, he, okay. We don't bring him into things like this. To, okay. uh, uh, he, it would be expensive to replace him. Yes. So um, uh, they start like administering further first aid. Uh, you each get an additional hit point back. Um, and uh, uh, you have some debris at the end of the room. Looks like uh, somebody dragged some crates in here. Crates and uh, uh, looks like some of them are broken open. So um, uh, kind of stuff you might find in trade caravans. Hmm. We're going to ask Samir about it. He's like, uh, these are probably trade goods stolen by the Gobi. Okay. Can we uh, get, can we haul them back to your caravan? We can bring people down here to recover them. Okay. Is the rock here we were looking for? Yes. Uh, the other room. Aha. Let's, uh, is there anything of value in the, in the trade goods that we could use? Uh, right now? Let's yeah. take a look. Let's so, take a look. They, uh, you know, they walk up and uh, one of the, uh, the the swords that you guys have are very thin, right? They're made for really digging into a person's uh, person's meat, um, not so much like against hard armor. So one of the sisters has to come in and use one of the long swords to start prying open the, the chests because they're nailed shut. Uh, the Gobi, it seems like we're using big rocks to smash the chests open. Uh, and the smashed uh, chest that's open, there's... Uh, what looks like salted meats, um, so kind of like jerky, uh, several bushels of it, and then in the second uh, smashed crate, uh, looks like some sort of fabric. I'm going to try some jerky. Um, That's not a good idea. <laughs> the... Uh, uh, <laughs> so Derek wants to know is this non-Gygaxian is well allowing critical successes and failures I don't know I haven't gotten a critical success or failure yet we'll yeah, have really. to see stay tuned um, so the uh, um, uh, what do you call it the jerky is kind of tough um, it's not like the mm -hmm. you know it's not like the Jack Link stuff you can get at home um, but right. not untasty it's not bad. yeah it's not bad okay I'll pocket some I could always use more jerky um, they I'll tell the dagger God. They want. No, the dagger guys may not eat any of that miserable stuff. Crowley walks then when by. He says, that, he says that, I'll be off. <laughs> Crowley walks by and goes, you're mean. Um, yeah, I'm terribly mean. By the way, I'm collecting uh, the four ears that I killed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's search the other room. All right. So you guys, uh, uh, they start opening some of the crates, uh, the remainder of the crates. Um one of them has uh, what looks like um, glass bottles uh, that have some sort of a viscous liquid in it. Mucus. What's the caravan master say they are? He like he, he like uses his knife to because they're sealed in wax to pry off the wax, and once he gets uh -huh. it off, he takes a sniff, and he says he says, "Oh, this this could uh, this could be worth a little bit here. You smell? I smell." Uh, it kind of smells salty. Uh, it's it. He tells you it's oil. It's like oh. it's like uh, like lamp oil. Oh, okay. Lamp oil. Oh, yeah. uh, like that's what Molotov cocktails are made of. Yeah, let's 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 top off on these. Like, could we, we could use it. 
So just like, uh, they're not like something you would probably be easy be easy to carry for you. They're in right. like mason jars. Okay. So when our rucksacks, could we at least each take two? Yes. And uh, when Samir sees you doing that, he yeah. says that is a good idea. I see what you're doing. Um, I would. You have the spare uniforms in there. Wrap them in the spare uniform so when they clink together, yeah. that you don't get covered in oil. That because good idea. I will pass that order on to the master sergeant. All right. Yeah, I guess I have to pass that order on. <laughs> All right. So um, you guys load up on a couple of things of oil. Uh, you go back to the main cavern, and um, there's still that large rock that's there. It looks like they put it on a travoy uh, and had, like, ropes leading into it. So they had almost like a sled team uh, pushing it around uh, or pulling it around, rather. Uh <laughs> KTF fiend. Probably best not to ask what the goblins make their jerky out of. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, although this right. is this is not goblin jerky. They most caravan likely jerky. stole it. And I say that while with a mouthful of jerky. This is caravan jerky, and I keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have the runs like you cannot believe in about twenty minutes. Um, so uh, yeah, there's that big stone there. Um, it looks like uh, one of Samir's lieutenants is kind of investigating it. Um, the uh, he, he kind of is nodding up and down like yes, yes, we we can do something with this. Is there uh, anything behind the catapult? There seems to be room there. Uh, there's no um, there's no room back there. Uh, yeah. Give me. Um, uh, let's see. Um, D six, five or six. I'm happy. No, no. Uh, you uh, you get the sense that there's a breeze coming from that side of the room, uh-huh. but you can't tell where. I tell the engineer because he's smart and a scientist. <laughs> I, I I start to uh, yeah. Dr- Drop some sand, you know, scoop up some sand from the floor and drop it, see where the air is going and try to follow it backwards, see where it's coming from. Um, on the other side of that, uh, on the other side of that, uh, that kind of alcove where the crossbow thing was, um, there's like several creases in the stone. Creases. Yeah, okay. Uh, the boys are reloading the ballista. Uh,. There, okay, you're gonna start uh, cranking it, cranking up. and putting in the the spears and getting things ready. You to only shoot you only get three of the spears. The rest of the spears were ruined by them being fired. Okay, and what about the spears that were never thrown from the goblins? Different kind of spear. Okay, all right. Yeah, nice try, legendary game designer James M. <laughs> yeah, were were there any coins on the goblins? Uh, you didn't see any money, so okay. so I'm I'm gonna tap on these creases with the with the handle of my uh, knife to mm-hmm. see you know if there's anything hidden or or you know pry open any cracks, see if there's anything hit, you know not obvious or hidden in in that area. Um, you get nice. uh, you eventually get your um, you eventually get your knife into one of the creases. And as you're kind of messing with it, because, you know, it's usually, uh, you know, you, you special special uh, seal, uh, what do you call it? Special secret squirrel guys. When you guys go on missions, they usually get nice stuff like Benchmade or, 
you know, yeah. really, really, really nice blades. So it doesn't snap, but when you move it, the crease goes from like a little to a little more. Ooh. So I, I start calling some of the blades over and go, hey, we need to le- uh, get, get a lever in here and see if we can pry open whatever this Maybe is. Maybe one of the spears. Yeah. yeah. And, and I tell him that you don't order any of my blades. <laughs> one, of the, uh, uh, one of the other dagger guys says, uh, hey, Master Sergeant, I got this. And he pulls out a Columbia River knife and tool. No, they're not paying me. I just happen to have used one. Uh, 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 it looks like a tomahawk with uh, a crowbar at the end. I like Ooh. it. Uh, I believe, Nick, you have one, don't you? I do. I always carry one in my uh, ammo bag uh, right next to my M4, just in case, you know, I need to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm proud of the boy, and I say go open that door for that officer. He uh, he manages to get the uh, the pry end into the crease that you've created, and between the both of you, you, you kind of force this thing out, and after... Uh, uh, a couple of Samir's guys jump in. Yeah, <laughs> there's a Halligan tool. <laughs> that nice. does the job. Um, after you guys have a minute, you actually get the stone to slide, and it, it actually slides pretty easy, although like almost like it's it's on ball bearings or some sort of uh, some round surface, and it slides out, and there's another cavern going backwards. Is mm. it lit? Is the cavern lit? Uh, no, it's unlit. Throwing the torch in. All right. Uh, you throw in a torch, and uh, you see a big open cavern. Uh, you're not seeing very much in the way of, like, anything in there. It's just uh, – it just looks very dark uh, and very uh, very wide open. You can ask, tell – Ask Samir, what, 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 what is his thoughts about, you know, what, what, what's in there? Or where could this lead? Any thoughts? He says <laughs> – uh so yeah you mean balls bearing um so uh yeah he uh he kind of looks in because he's part of that hunter's fellowship with the special vision that you guys have uh and you know he takes a step in kind of looks back and forth and he's like uh appears to be a cavern but on the back side um it looks like uh some stairs Ooh, stairs Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, okay. Now, <laughs> I used to play I, that as a kid. Let's check this out. Wait, 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 wait. The, the face man has spoken. I, uh, I point out that our mission was to collect a meteor and go back to the caravan, not explore a dungeon filled with horrific monsters that will use up our ammunition. But do monsters make stairs? Come on. Yeah, yeah lots of them do. And what if there's booty, Master Sergeant? What if there's booty? No, there, there's no booty. <laughs> there's booty. Fight the beholder. That was funny. I'm glad we could see people's messages. Yes, uh, I would like to explore the stairs. Uh, okay. So as you're as you're walking over there now, you were part of that Hunter's Fellowship, right? Yeah. Right. So the um, the cavern is oblong shaped. Um, and it's got the, uh, it's, it, uh, there we go. All right. So if you look like right down here, all the way over here is the stairs, right? Oh, nice. So it's an oblong shape and, um, around the corner, as you get to right about here, um, as you're looking around the corner and all along these walls, uh, the walls along that side have pegs in them. 
<coughs> excuse me, and on the pegs are skulls, um, mostly human. Uh, there's a couple of like strange-looking skulls, and then at the base of that wall, almost like almost almost like twenty feet deep, are nothing but bodies. Great. Fresh, Fresh bodies. Uh, some of them, yes, but uh, the uh, the what do you call it? Um, the majority of them look like they've uh, rotted, desiccated. There's there's not a lot of left. There's maybe two or three uh, people wearing uh, kind of like the the clothing of the uh, the, the fishing caravan? village. No, oh, no, no okay. the, yeah, like the fishing village uh, clothing that you saw when you guys were in Savota Village. Okay. What about tracks using the Hunters Fellowship? Oh yeah, there's tracks everywhere. Uh, so yeah. Uh, a lot of them leading to those stairs. Any kind of tracks in particular? Um, one of them catch your eye uh, because the majority of the tracks here are goby. They're, they're goblin tracks, right? right. Um, so the goblin tracks make up the majority of the tracks in the room. But every once in a while, not trampled by the goblin tracks are like boots. Um, what's your intelligence? Not high. <laughs> Yeah, that's become clear to us all. I'm a, I'm a 15. 12. All right, so yeah, you're you're slightly over the, uh, or right at the top of average intelligence, and y you can tell that these are small. So you're probably uh, you're probably a uh, 10, 11 size shoe. Uh, right. These would probably be like six or seven. Hmm. Okay. A female. Maybe. Uh, but they're definitely like shod boots, like like combat boots almost. Okay. And and in the correct shape for like human feet and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna proceed down the stairs. Um. Okay. Uh, it's actually up. Oh, up. Yes, I'm gonna go up. All right. So you guys, uh, you guys make your way. You start moving up. Uh, uh, I tell the caravan master. To summon the twenty archers, and they can follow the officer up the stairs. <laughs> he says, "You're not going to send your men to protect him." Eventually, <laughs> um, he says, "Well, I have a few men here. We can send them up." And then, uh, in, in the meantime, do we want people to start dragging that stone out? Oh, that's, they're already doing it. Okay. Yeah, they're already doing it. So, um, all right, you you. The stairs actually come up and then circle back around. So okay. wherever um, wherever you're going, it's it's almost like a second level, right? That so you're yeah. going to be directly above where you were a few minutes ago. Okay. Right. Um, I will be caution and listening and uh, looking at the floor for any tracks or traps or anything. So um, so when I, when I look up from uh, like the base of the stairs, do I see the, the levels or it's there's a roof, so it's clearly like a uh, uh, yeah. So it, no, n nothing is visible. Is there a roof right above us? So yeah, there's a roof. So you're not okay. going to be able to see. It's not like a loft apartment. Okay. Right. It's more like you're you're in separate levels of a mine. Okay. All right. Um. So um, as you get about halfway up the stairs, you can hear voices, um, and they're talking about. I wonder if they're dead yet. Um. And then uh, a deep kind of like um, uh, like the kind you might hear on a drill sergeant, you know, really deep and raspy, um, says uh, in, in the strange language that they're speaking, 
Um, I mean, eventually we'll have to go down there and finish him off. But give it another minute. We'll see what happens. And if we have to chase them back to the caravan, it won't be that big a deal. Because that's probably who we're dealing with. We could set up a uh, ambush for these. What do you do? Um, as you get a couple more steps, there's the smell of smoke. Kind of like uh, like wood smoke. And uh, you get the scent of something like some sort of cooking meat. Okay. Um, using my uh, jury rig skill as a pilot, I'm going to get out the uh, two cans of oil, the two, the two jars of oil. Mm -hmm. and using my IFAC and the things that are in there, the leftover stuff, I'm going to construct a quick couple of grenades. Ooh. Okay. All right. Uh, so kind of like sling grenades. So you spin them around yeah. and throw them. Yeah. Uh, I like that idea. All right. Yeah. Um, so you fabricate that. Everything's going according to plan. Uh, you hear, do you guys hear that? And, uh, you know, the, the little raspy kind of goblin voices are all saying like in the negative, like, no, nah, I don't hear anything, you know, and they're going back and forth. And he says, that's the problem. Neither do I. Uh, what do you do? How far is the landing above me? Can I can I get some sense of that? Um, you think probably another thirty or forty steps. So I'm going to rush, rush forward, lighting them, and throw both grenades in. Okay. Um, the when you come out, uh, the room is big. Um, it's probably a good I don't know like uh, hundred feet across. So it's 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 pretty sizable. The um, there's a couple of goblins on this side uh, as you exit the stairs that are kind of hanging out um, in front of what looks like a pretty big brazier with a with a fire going. Wait. So, so can I lob one of the uh, uh, canisters of oil that I have in my backpack towards the brazier, hopefully? creating a conflagration were you um were you following uh nick? I, I i was walking behind nick okay yes. uh so it's just you two uh did you take because uh, uh it doesn't sound like the uh it doesn't sound like uh the master sergeant was allowing any of his men to hang hang with you guys immediately but so i think we, we have some bo boyers behind us yeah we're right behind kazim's men okay all right so you guys uh, uh what do you got a bunch of archers with you I think behind yes, us, yeah. Yes, yes. Right. So they they're gonna they're gonna be a step behind. Um, all right. So you exit. Like I said, there's um, there's about four or five goblins on this side of the fire, and that's I assume where you throw your your uh, your first two things of oil. I'll throw my first canister there at them, and then I'm looking for that bigger voice. All right. Um, uh, whoops, wrong button. All right, so I'm trying to set this up as fast as I can. All right, so to give you an idea. Oh, attack. What's that? I also yell attack. <laughs> no, no code words, Captain? What's the deal? Oh, that was the code word. No, yeah. I'm, I, I want them to know in their language we're attacking. Oh, I see what yeah, you're saying. Okay. I'm causing chaos. That's um, what I do. <laughs> All right, so you exit the stairs right here. Yes. There's these six. Uh, these two aren't there. 
these two are over here. Uh, there's these four goblins that were hanging out by the fire. Uh, across the way, there seems to be two on what look like... Um, it looks like a cross between a wolf and a lizard. Okay. Great. Um, and sitting on a throne um, is something slightly bigger. Um, probably about four and a half feet, almost five feet tall. Um, he's covered in green and and black paint. Definitely human-ish of some sort, although he's very he's really short. Okay. Uh, and he's he laughs when he sees you. Uh, what do you do? You throw the first okay. thing oil. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually hit the first four in front of me with both oils. All right, go for it. Okay. You. you We're gonna get a seven. We're going to get a nine. All right. As long as you don't roll a one, because these are splash weapons. <coughs> All right. So the first one, I got to see. All right. So the first one lands right here. Okay. And is going to encompass these two. Okay. Um, and let's see. Da -da -da, fire. Um, he, uh, they immediately go up. So it is not looking good for them. Uh, they are caught in the fire, and this round they take three points, and they are burning pretty badly. Uh, the second one, let me check for where the bounce is. So uh, the second grenade kind of lands right here. Sweet. Right? Um, and Doesn't look like it hits anything. No, it, uh, it's basically act, it acts like a barrier to because uh, these guys both got shocked by that the uh, the other one kind of hit here and hit short so they're not getting they're not getting burned by it but they're definitely not advancing uh, okay. and you're right here yes um, Mike go ahead all right so do I have visibility to our green painted friend no he's around the corner um, okay. He was standing here, and when you guys crested the stairs, right as you were going to throw, he basically just walked over to this big-ass chair and decided to have a seat. All right, Not so I, I'm, I'm going to attempt to lob as far as I can uh, one of my canisters, you know, ho hopefully towards kind of like the middle left of the brazier. So right so, here? Yes. Okay. And, uh, and I get a, a 13. Uh, that's actually – so you hit the space, right, because you were just aiming for the yeah. space. You weren't aiming for the goblins, right? Correct. Yeah, before, I'm counting on a splash attack. So. All right. So uh, we have this. And close enough for it to catch on fire and all that good stuff. So you get this back guy right here caught, and he yep. starts burning. Um, and uh, that brings us to initiative. Yay. All right. Jesus. Five. I got a one. <laughs> All right, so Nick, you're up. What do you do? I'm going to fade to the right and order the archers in to start firing. Okay. Uh, Mike, what are you doing? I'm. Uh, do I have any clear line of sight to any of our guys who aren't burning? Uh, yes. So I'll take uh, I'll take a knee and uh, aim for uh, the two. You know. I'll take two different shots on two different targets. And right. I, I get a an 18 and gotcha. an 18. All right. 
uh, damage. Yeah. Who are you? Who are you shooting? Uh, wh whoever was closest, uh, and I could see. I'm assuming I couldn't see the big guy. You cannot see him from where he is. Okay. Uh, all right. So damage would be uh, a seven and a seven. On the same or different ones? Uh, d different ones. All right. So we'll put a thing here. And uh, this guy who was directly in front of you will put a thing there. All right. So... Uh, that brings us to Big Benny. That brings us to the archers in front of me that I can't do anything until they clear out. They're, all right, so they're moving in. I didn't know if you were up with, uh, with Rocky no, and Booger. No, I, I was in behind with all my men. Gotcha. All right, so the archers fan out and move along the backside of the cave opposite from where you saw that guy retreat. So they're going to try and catch these guys in like an, an L-shaped uh, crossfire. You guys are firing forward. They're going to fire to the side. All right. Uh, and they're taking positions, so that's what they're doing right now. Um, so they clear in. Uh, Benny, you're going in this round, and now that brings us to them. Um, two of the archers immediately get grabbed by... Uh, some that were close by, but kind of hidden in uh, kind of like moss, debris, hanging branches. There's, it's not just like a clear, open, perfect chamber. There's tons of litter. There's tons of whatever all over the place. And two of the archers get grabbed and start getting messed up by two goblins that were kind of hiding back there. Damn goblins. Uh -huh. The... Uh, well, we're a coward. <laughs> uh, the... One... Two of the ones that are not being burned throw spears. They uh, they go right in between you and uh, right between you, Nick and Mike. Um, you you feel them whiz by. Uh, they're 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 short little spears, but they're thrown pretty quick, and they whiz by, hitting the the stone as the stone slopes on the staircase, uh, and the pieces shatter right next to Big Benny's feet. Ooh. Um. That brings us to you guys back around. What do you do? Okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mag dump on the nearest goblin trying to get near me as I go right. Okay. Go ahead. Three. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. 16. What, 17. Oh, great. 19. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, uh, in show of support, KTF Fiend, thank you. Yes, thank you. So, uh, yeah, you mag dump, and, you know, it basically jukes and, and jives almost like a football player. Yes. Uh, dodging around, ducking uh, your fire uh, as it's advancing towards you. Uh, Michael. All right. I'm going to try to angle to see can I get a visual on our uh, big bad goblin on the far end. Uh, you can, but you're going to have to go on the same side with the archers, and you're going to have to stay behind Nick's character because if you go in front of him, you're going to get shot. Okay, so can I, can I do that and take a shot in the same turn? Yes, but only one. Okay, let's try to do that. And I will take a shot at our um, you know, guy near the throne, I guess. Go for it. Rolling and a... He is an AC2. 19. Ooh. Damage. And... <coughs> 11. Uh, okay. So the round impacts, like, in his hip. 
tumbles him out of the chair, uh, and he lands beside the throne. Uh, you hear him grunt from the from the impact, and you hear and you hear in English, "Are you freaking kidding me?" <laughs> um, the uh, the archers they pull and draw and and looks like they're trying to aim at the the two riders that are on those like lizard dog things. Um, uh, a wave of arrows go by and uh, pretty much pincushion one of them. Uh, the creature is still up, but the archer, the uh, the what do you call it? The uh, the rider is not. Um, the other one is seems to be untouched as it moves through roots and uh, and all sorts of debris. Uh, Benny, you're there now. Combat knife on the goblin attacking the archer. Um, okay, so you're gonna have to move around to that side, and then uh, the, you only you yeah you can you can still get a hit off. Go ahead. Okay, good. Thank you very much. Okay, I got a 14. That's a strike. Yep, give me damage. And the answer is... Six. You bury this knife into uh, in between its clavicle and use the knife to pull it off, and it's dead by the time it hits the floor. I love when that happens. The archer is like looking at you like, oh my god, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. All part of the dream. <laughs> Your dagger team enters and start laying fire on the uh, two that are behind the fire, not being burned, uh, and they drop them. Uh, the uh, That brings us to the one that is unhurt from the archers, riding the, the lizard dog and the other lizard dog. The other lizard dog starts moving toward the backside of the cavern, and is, is looking to attack the archers on that side. Uh, the one with the rider is like jumping over the oil and fire and looks like it's running straight at Nick and the entering dagger team. Uh, one of your daggers gets pounced on by this thing and it starts like grabbing its like on beside his neck where his plate carrier is and ripping back and forth as the goblin on top is stabbing him in the lower midsection with a spear. Uh, Unpleasant. Yes. The guy on who hit the floor rolls over and drops to his belly. Uh, Michael, you're the only one who can see this from your vantage point. Okay. Um, he, he slaps something onto the floor beside him and you see this act. Now he's got it sitting in front of him, right? And you see this action. He reaches up, grabs what looks like a charging handle, pulls back. You hear a snap, and then he pushes it forward, and you hear another snap. We ain't gonna like that. You start hearing chunk, 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 chunk. The sound is intimate to anybody who's ever fired one of a 240 Bravo going off in the space. <laughs> Bullets start really? raining on your side, and you see several of the uh, the red sisterhood archers get decimated. Uh, Mike, make a saving throw. Uh, roll a twenty, I guess. Uh, yep, and uh, you should have that ST number that's right on your sheet. Should be uh, right next to the basic attack or the BHP. Yes, a twelve, and right, I got a seventeen. All right, so you take. Uh, you take a point of damage from 
uh, the round skipping off and kind of like like uh, catching you in glancing blows, but you're just behind the uh, the stone fire pit that they've built enough to where you're not taking direct fire. But those archers are in bad. Uh, okay. The master sergeant is hiding directly behind the brazier, so he's not getting the fire. But you know that sound of a machine gun going off, and it is not good. Uh, that brings us back around to Nick. Uh, Nick immediately seeks cover behind the brazier. Gotcha. Um, Mike. Uh, so it, do, do, I, do I see a way to turn off? Uh, do I know where the machine gun is? Is there a, uh, is there a way for me to uh, get to it? You know, like, uh, you know, whatever that guy did to arm it, you know, is there a way to disarm it from where so I'm it, at? It looks like what he did was that he had it behind or near the throne yeah. and he slapped it down on the ground rolled behind it and is shooting it from his belly ah, so it's, up okay. on the, it's up on its bipod and he is just Got dumping it. rounds okay so I, I i'm gonna take a uh, direct shot since i i should be line of sight i should be able yep. to go ahead and you can uh, try try to take him out and uh i guess i get two shots right uh, yep uh Eleven, which is a hit, and a twelve, <laughs> which is a hit. All right. Um, and first one is an eight, and the next one is a six. He gets pelted with both rounds. You see him like you know duck his head a little bit, uh, and he looks like he's fishing for something on his belt. Uh, Big Benny. Okay, so I have two options. I look at that brazier. Can I tip that over on him? Uh, he's too far away. Okay, then double tap him. All right. What's his armor class? Uh, it was it was an AC two, but then something happened that you guys didn't see, and now it's not. So he's an AC. He's an AC six. Okay, I only got one hit, unfortunately. Eleven. All right. So. You dump rounds again, so you, you throw a, a controlled shot group toward his area. One of the rounds skips off and makes that as it goes off into the distance. The next round hits him square in the leg, and you hear him scream. Right as he does that, it looks like he's holding something cylindrical in his hand. It's really hard to tell because the smoke is really piling up in this place. <coughs> he rips something off of whatever he's holding and chugs it. Uh-oh. He's, he's drinking healing potion or something. A healing potion. Uh, that, would be a, that would be a good time real quick to have James share with us uh, his GaryCon schedule so that everybody can kind of uh, get ready to watch the games that James is going to run. James, can you talk about that real quick? Yes, of course I can. Legendary Friday, games with James M. Ward. On Friday at 10 o'clock Central Time, I'm running a Metamorphosis Alpha game, which was the first science fiction role-playing game. And then on... Uh, that was that's Friday at ten o'clock. On Saturday at ten o'clock, I'm running a uh, Crimson Hawk game. Um, oh, actually, Friday night I'm running a Crimson Hawk game as well with these boys in the game and a couple guests from uh, from players who sign up for the game. And then on Sunday I'm running a big Gamma World game. Very cool. And you like to call Metamorphosis Alpha the first science fiction role playing game. Yeah, because it is. <laughs> Uh, Knight of Barsoom is saying, please, please. <laughs> Go ahead. 
How, how did the first science fiction role-playing game come about? Oh, excellent question. So just a real quick story. Please. No, um, take a long time. Take 30 it's, minutes. It's 1974, and I'm learning how to play in Gary's uh, um, patio, and I'm just loving D&D like crazy. Oh, my goodness. And so we play for two months, and I say to Gary, Gary, you have to do a science fiction version of this because it's a natural to do. And Gary looks at me and he says, Jim, you know, I don't have time right now. I'm working on some modules. I'm working on some other things. Why don't you give it a try? Oh, my goodness. And he, he had no idea if I could write or whatever. He just knew that I was a creative guy. So for three months, I developed um, Metamorphosis Alpha with D&D in mind, but we used 3D6 dice. We, do, we did different things on purpose because I didn't want to interfere with the D&D trademark. So what Metamorphosis Alpha became um, was um, based on a book called Starship by Brian Aldous. And basically, it's a D&D in a can. Yes. That's what we like to talk about. And it's it's an exploration game. You have uh, 17 levels of the ship, and you're exploring. And the ship, uh, each level is 50 miles by 13 miles. So there's lots to explore. Gary explored for 40 years and never went everywhere. So um, it's an exploration game, and it was the first science fiction game. Traveler came out a year later. And uh, and then, it, of course, I came out with uh, Gamma World, which was the first apocalyptic role-playing game. That came out in 76. That's so very that's, cool. That's yeah. me. Yeah, no, I mean, but those are those are some really big historical moments, and you were there, and it's always an honor to have legendary game designer Jade Ward with us. <laughs> It'd be more of an honor you if you use that word, legendary. I just, I, I just made you what I've been saying the entire time. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, You're thanks. welcome. You're legendary, but we love you. All right, well. <laughs> Reaction. <laughs> right on. So uh, I believe it was uh, it was your turn again, starting off with Nick. Yes. Uh, as a as a qualified C one thirty pilot, uh, I know that when uh, machine guns start shooting, it is imperative that I not get hurt. So <laughs> I, I am keeping the aircraft of me undercover. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, that goes into uh, Wilbur. All right. So. I'm going to try to take uh, two more shots at our friendly um, guy who just chugged some unnatural concoction into his gullet. And I got a 20. So there's got to be something good. Uh, yeah, that comes out of that. And Give me some damage I, on that 20. And, and then I got a four after that. So uh, That's too bad. Um, a 10 on the 20. So uh, you blow... A hole right into, excuse me, right in through one of his shoulders. So uh, he's got his hand on the on the pistol grip of the of the machine gun. He's got his other hand laying on the stock, and he's leaning he's leaning down against it. Um, you hit him right here, and it throws him off kilter. Uh, uh, he does not look like he's in good shape. Uh, we love that. KTF fiend in the chat is saying. A natural twenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he does not. Yeah, he does not look like he's in good shape. Was it? Was it a critical hit? Uh, it, he, it, yeah, he did not. It, so, yeah, things are going he, bad he, for him. He, so like, is, he felt it. So we're doing double damage. We're doing. 
There was an effect. <laughs> so actually, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Nick gave me uh, a really cool blast from the past, which was this uh, this critical hit table. Oh, it's my favorite. So when you get that natural 20, I pull out that table, and bad things happen. Someone's so, going to lose an eye. Yep, somebody's <laughs> going to lose an eye. So that gives us uh, to Big Benny. I would like my four uh, daggers to shoot before I shoot. I want to so see what that- they hit. So in James M. Ward running, you would be giving them an order. Uh, I did give them an order. <laughs> you wouldn't be giving them. A, you wouldn't be doing an action. You'd just be doing an order. I, I yeah, I'd say shoot in code. Right. That's how you did, Dave. That's how you yeah. did. So uh, the guy who's your grenadier, so he's got a rifle with. Uh, a small a grenade. grenade launcher on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. He lobs one over there. It detonates behind the throne and, and creates almost like a cyclone of destruction because of the overpressure of the grenade going off and the stone shattering and acting as shrapnel. Uh, shrapnel um, the machine gun goes quiet. Ooh, I love that. Where, 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 other, go ahead. What about the other three boys? Oh, they were they were laying down fire, but that was the one that took that was the 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 incident that stopped the machine gun from firing. Okay, I'm running up to the dude, making sure he's dead with my combat knife. Oh yeah, he's when you got up there, he, he was shredded to pieces. Okay, I love that. Uh, I stand up, brush myself off, and congratulate myself on a well conducted operation. For a bronze. Um, four of the, uh, the 10 archers that you brought with you are dead. Uh, they were ripped into shreds by the machine gun. Of course. Um, uh, the goblins are dead. Uh, one of those, one of those creatures is still alive, uh, but very hurt. What's the story with our big green painted guy? So you get up over there, you roll him over. Um, he's, he's got his head shaved all the way from the front to like the crown there are weird runes painted on there. Um, from the like his eyebrows down, he's coated in this like green paint. Do you remember? Um, do you remember the old nineteen eighties Conan movie with Arnold? Yeah. Right. You remember they went into that grotto and they painted themselves up. That's yep, how he's yep. painted. He's with, wearing, a, with a reverse mohawk. Uh, yes, with a reverse mohawk. He uh-huh. he's he's wearing leather breeches, but it's weird because like it looks like he's sewn pockets to the outside, almost like BDUs. Um, but around his waist, he's got what looks like an actual web belt. Uh, on the web belt, he's got, you know, a dagger. He's got a couple of pouches just hanging out. Um, but then he's got what looks like an old M-Biter M- radio. So this is like, this is like um, tech from like the early 2000s, 2005, 2006, somewhere around there. Um, he's... Uh, um, when you like smear the paint, he's he's wearing tattoos, um, but these aren't like the tattoos. Like you've seen some of the sailor tattoos from the village. It's simple things like yep. anchors or a skull. This is like he's got like a whole half sleeve underneath that paint, and it's like modern tattooing like we might have today. Um, okay. The uh, uh, behind the throne there are two chests, um, and. Now that you're on this side and there's not as much debris like hanging from the ceiling, you can see there's uh, beyond the uh, the smoke. There's another set of stairs going up. 
I cut off this guy's head. Oh. That escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen I've seen these healing tattoos and that's just not going to happen on this guy. So, um as as things start to calm down, Samir comes up and when he sees the guy, he stops and it looks like he's seen a ghost. And yeah, is that well, a former yeah. ranger? Is that does he recognize him? He recognizes him. He, he tells you he recognizes him. Uh, Whoa. Who he is just, he? He says, uh, uh, not all those in the broken teeth agreed with how they were living their lives. Some ventured onto their own. He was much taller when I saw him last. And, like, he, he starts, like, backing up, like, the, the mere presence of being in this man's company is uh, could somehow rob him of his soul. Um, <laughs> Knight of Barsoom throwing his two cents into the pot. <laughs> um, so, uh, actually... I'm not a murder hobo! Yes, uh, the official title uh, is... <laughs> uh, so, um, he says, this is very bad. We should get take whatever it is we're going to take here and get out now. Hey, we haven't gone up the stairs yet. Well, let's let's do a couple of things real quick. Let's uh, help the archers get their dead organized and we can uh, use our ponchos as litters so that we can let's search those two chests and Master Sergeant, why don't you take your dagger team and clear the stairs up? up. Uh, as soon as I get my three ears, I'll be happy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a barbarian. Um, yeah. All right. So the uh, the chests weren't locked. Um, in fact, they were open. Um, in the first one, you you feel kind of weird. You're like almost like in a Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. Um, because it's it's filled with coins, various types, um, trinkets here and there. Um, so coins and trinkets. Uh, the next one. Um, Sitting on top looks like a, a plastic drum that might fit to the side of the 240. Um, but the entire chest uh, is filled with rounds. Nice. Ooh, that's wonderful. But the... the, the um, I was going to say, uh, uh, Big Benny, you know from your experience with these weapons, um, right now, the, for the weapon he's using, uh, they're pretty much useless because they're unlinked. Okay, but there's a link on them. On well, is the machine gun usable? Yes, uh, and the uh, he was firing a linked belt. So your probably your assumption is probably when he uses a belt, he f- saves the links and relinks the ammo that he has. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll police all that up. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. We have to take the chest of bullets. We have to reload the machine gun links. So, so are they five five six? Will they uh, work in our MK uh, Mark eighteens? No, they're seven six two. Okay. Yeah, 762. So here's the uh, here's the other thing. As James is uh, going uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre on this guy, uh, something falls out of his pocket, and uh, you've seen these before. All of you have. So, these are challenge coins. Yeah. And the one that he has has the 75th Ranger Scroll on it. Aha! Uh-huh. 
I knew it. We will collect that to give to the Rangers when we reach them. Yeah. And, One day. And then I, I took his web belt, so whatever that's in there is just tossed in my backpack. Okay. Uh, where do you, uh, you guys, you guys going up the stairs or going back down the stairs? Where are you going? We're going to send can the we, master sergeant up the stairs. Uh, can, <laughs> we can we go machine gun first? Machine yeah. gun take time to actually relink that all that brass. Right. You still have uh, in the in the drum that's attached to it. You still have about fifty rounds left. Uh, uh, I I argue that I want a full machine gun before I go up the stairs. <laughs> oh, I, I guess go. you're not going to up the stairs. You're going up, Nick. Yeah. All right. So um, it's another winding staircase that goes around. Less wind. It's it's more like a gradual curve. Um, and when you get there, there's like a it stops in like a door. When you push up. It's like one of those trap doors to a basement. It opens, and you get, like, showered with, like, leaf debris and, and branches and stuff like that. It looks like an exit to outside. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. When you climb out, you look over, and you can see below where the waterfall is. The river that – the small stream that feeds it is off to your left, and then okay. you can see all of your forces down there below. Okay. Excellent. I will note that. I'll go back and check the throne one more time for anything secret or hidden. Um, give me a wisdom check at minus two. Uh-oh. Let's see. Let's see. So what's your wisdom? Yeah. Now we want the paladin dice to actually roll low. <laughs> My wisdom is nine. Okay. So you Five. want... Yes. <laughs> you want... <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah you wanted it to, to roll low and you get uh you get rewarded there's a false arm there's like a almost like a like a drawer in the arm uh and as you pull that out um it, there's a small felt felt bag in it i will look in the felt bag it's got gems in it um it looks <laughs> it looks like a set of polyhedral dice Ooh. i like it um, but as you're kind of examining them, Samir comes up and he goes, <clears throat> that makes sense. Do you, so? do you, do you see this? This is, uh, he used to play, um, uh, uh, what was his game? Uh, Damage and Dragons. Okay. Um, but he was also, uh, the Rangers used to call him hip hop. Okay. I do not know what the hippity hoppity is, uh, but he, uh, uh, he holds it up to the light, and they're translucent. He's like, these are most likely carved uh, dice out of gemstones. Ooh. These are probably I, worth quite a bit of money. I shall keep them because I, too, play damage and dragons. <laughs> he goes, I never noticed the appeal. There's plenty of damage and dragons out there. And he, oh, he, 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 yeah, he, really. Characters and you can do stuff that you wouldn't be able to do in real life where we came from. Here... Dungeons and Dragons. He, uh, uh, you guys uh, uh, make your way back to the caravan. Uh, you link up with more of the uh, the Red Sisterhood who kind of act as security on the way back. So I do check the 20. I will roll the 20. I, you always got to roll your set of dice to know if it's good or not. Uh, you get a 16. That's good. I'll keep it. Okay. The uh, um, You eventually make it back to the caravan. They kind of circle the wagons. Uh, you guys are closer to the coast and near the beach. Uh, they said that 
inland is kind of dangerous. Um, as you guys kind of settle in and they deal with the dead and they're, they're helping out the wounded, um, the guy with the tattoos comes over and starts uh, assisting you again, healing your wounds. Um, Samir sits down by the fire that he's built and he, he sits down with you guys and he says, um, so you saw the tattoos on that man's head? Yes. Yeah, here they are. He goes, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he says, um, uh, this is going to be a problem for us. We're going to need to double our speed so we can put some distance between us and this place. The fact that he's dead will alert some people. Um, so there are um, there are people. Uh, 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 the word in your language is dwarf, dwarf, dwarves, dwarves. Um, it was part of that damage and dragons game. Okay. Yes. Yes. They were. They were dwarves in there. There were elves. They're dwarves. There were half orcs. Half orcs were part of the game. Some people say that the half orcs should, <laughs> but technically, a really good race. If you wanted to play a fighter or an assassin, yeah. or I'm going like to be that. killing everyone that I see that I hear is a half orc. Every single one. Just yeah. so you know. So but here's an interesting thing. This guy wasn't a dwarf the last time you saw him. <laughs> he was. He was human. And that is that is now he's a dwarf. The, the now range, he was a dwarf. The rangers here had the saying, uh, "The ruin reveals." Yeah, uh, that's why be careful, Master Sergeant. You, you're going to end up like a half orc barbarian. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll see, buddy. Man, to commit suicide. I look really hard at the Master Sergeant and see if his if his uh, if his head. Hey, Walt, can you put up that graphic from yesterday to show James? Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe. We were talking about this uh, talk, James, about D&D is racist. Uh -huh. And you, you guys did some art in 82 of an orc. No, I don't and, have it up. I don't have it up. Uh, it just talks about how, uh, the, you know, they, they, have, uh, they can have blue skin and pink snouts and stuff like that. It wasn't what people try to say. So it was, it was very interesting. All the orcs, Gary demanded that the orcs look like pigs. Yeah. Because yeah, that's how it was in uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so exactly. he says. Um, is the sergeant becoming pig like? Uh, it yeah. doesn't appear to be yet, but you've only, you've only been here for about uh, a little less than a week. I think yeah. Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> I give him a good once over. So, um, does he, he smell like bacon? He does not <laughs> smell like bacon. Uh, he I smells, like he smells like victory. Yes, victory, uh, for today and the rotting flesh that has been strung around his neck. Um, They're, my ears are not around my neck, they're at my belt on a thread. Uh, gotcha. They're so all, the, and there's only 10 of them plus the head. Um, now, is the machine gun working perfectly and did we fill it up with ammo? Uh, you can create enough for a 200-round belt. Okay, good. And then of of my men, is one of them better at a machine gun than another? Yes. Yeah, one of the daggers uh, is proficient with that weapon. Okay, so we'll give him that weapon. And uh, and then so that means we got a loose, loose rifle with loose ammo. Um, I, I guess that could go to one of the officers. <laughs> so while you guys are talking about all this, uh, yeah. Samir says, um, there are things that the uh, the rangers used to call uh, voodoo dwarves. 
they. Oh, that, that's not going to be fun. Uh, and he is wearing those markings. Those are related to murder hobos, right? I would assume. Whatever that is. Well, obviously he was not a nice person. Obviously. If he is wearing those symbols, then no. Something has gone very wrong. Because when we yeah. knew him, he was, uh, he was fun and energetic, but there was a falling out between him and a few others and, and the rangers, and several of the men went their own way to seek their own way in the world. What was his name, or what did he go by, or what was he known? Hippity Hop. <laughs> he goes. They they used to call him Hip Hop. Okay. Um, but his uh, his name was Nathan. Nathan. And, and uh, I, I I cannot fathom what what brought him to this to to this, but um, the fact that he used the machine gun versus what he could do, we got off easy. Okay. That's disturbing. All right. And it's interesting. Nathan Hip Hop always sounds like a person you never meet, but your friend always tells you about. Oh, you should. You know what Nathan Hip Hop did? He did. I wonder if he knew Corn Pop. Corn yeah, pop. really. <laughs> uh, yeah, susceptible to bicycle chain. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, then we will we will note all this. I think we're nearing the end of our session. Correct? We are, and uh, I, that was where we were going to end it. As uh, he, uh, you know, he tells you about the uh, uh, the fall of Nathan, basically the guy that all the Rangers used to call hip hop, uh, as he had turned into a dwarven voodoo user of some sort, uh, and uh, you can hear as the as the camera starts to fade out. You can hear uh, funeral rites being done by the uh, by the Red Sisters. Uh, you can hear uh, the shore hitting hitting the waves, and somewhere out in the darkness, more whispers. And that's where we'll call it. So we want to thank everybody for showing up in the chat. Thanks for uh, uh, for Macledog and uh, for um, sixty seven Indian dropping some uh, some subs in there. Uh, Sparky sixty eight sixty eight following us. Uh, Vorkin thirteen thirteen following us. Had a lot of good interaction in the chat. Uh, KTF uh, fiend is saying, "Hey, great stream, all. Thank you so much for coming out, guys. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch you next time." 